It's a dialogue that elicits emotion, sparks a reaction, and forces you to take action. It's the What the Heck Ran Rants. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the What the Heck Ran Rants. I do this for real as always, reporting to do my duty on the microphone, and I got one question and one question only. What's that? Take a moment to censor yourself and ask yourself that all-important question. How are you doing? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you glad? Are you happy to be alive? Are you thankful? Are you blessed? Welcome to another edition of the What The Heck Man Rants. It's about to be a fun time. If you're listening to the show alone, you're doing it wrong. Tell a friend to tell another friend to tell their ex-boyfriend, soon-to-be divorced husband, sister's wife, that the rant show is live. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have some fun tonight. Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this episode. Before we get started today, um, unlike other episodes, I had a few things I wanted to get off my chest. Um, in a few months, I'm going to celebrate another birthday. And for most people, it's a fun experience. Um, a lot of people can relate to having what some like to call, um, birthday depression, where you start to evaluate your life and the things that you've done or supposedly done. And you either feel overwhelmed because you feel like you haven't achieved enough. But one thing that I'm always grateful for is the opportunity to be alive. Um, the grace to be one of the lucky ones seeing as I'm not better than anyone else. But for the last few weeks, as that day has come, 
and us, a lot of us can relate to 2020. It hasn't felt like something that should be special. Um, if you don't know, like many of us on this show and many that listen across the world, we are either Nigerian or of Nigerian descent um, or have connections or um, relationships that tie us to Nigeria as a whole. I have never known a great Nigeria. A lot of people have talked about what that looks like or what it looked like. I think the only times that I get a glimpse of what that looks like is from really old pictures of a time that even the people that were alive then argue that it wasn't so great. The streets look so clean, things look organized, but they were under colonial um, leadership, if you want to call it that. But as I get older, I think of what it feels like to come up on 30, and I'm grateful for the different times that I've been able to sit back and appreciate the fact that I'm alive today for many situations and many um, days. Um, I look back at, you know, what I've seen um, and kind of what has got me here. And I'm thankful um, because I'm not better than anyone. And as a young man in Nigeria, the odds are if I had lived there for most of my adult life, I'd probably be dead. Um, many of us laugh and share memories of the struggle and our battle scars of how we got out and got lucky. And a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Um, over the last week or so, many have been shot at, arrested, violated, disrespected, um, kidnapped, and ultimately killed. So from today till things start to change, I encourage you all listening live, but also listening um, to this recorded to take some time to either identify with the struggle of many, many Nigerians or to lend a voice um, to the voiceless who are finally finding a way to cry out. Um, today's episode is focused primarily on the NSARS movement in Nigeria um, and the protests that are currently going on. Many of us are protesting for various things. Um, about, you know, over 90% of our listeners are women. And I know across the world, they're fighting for their rights. Many in America are fighting to just exist. Uh, many in other parts of the world are fighting for, you know, parity, are fighting for dignity. And if you're not moved by what is going on, um, not just across the world, because there's a lot going on, but especially in Nigeria this week and last week, um, I don't know what to tell you. And for those of us who care very deeply about all these people and all the things that are going on, please take some time 
to support however you can. One of the simplest and easiest ways to do that is to just amplify the voices of those that are currently doing a lot on the ground, whether that's a retweet or a hashtag or a post, sharing it with your friends, your family. Um, it will alarm you that a great deal of people don't even know what's going on right now. Um, you see people every single day. I see people come on social media and say, oh, my God, I'm just finally catching up. And we started talking about this aggressively, I want to say last Monday. And up until today, it shows you kind of how it's possible to be present, but also in a bubble. Um, so please amplify those voices. A simple retweet goes a long way. You might think nobody's seeing it, but a lot of people are seeing it. A lot of people are um, learning from those conversations. And every hashtag is a notebook, a deep, deep notebook um, with a lot of different chapters on any single issue. Um, we've talked about Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter every single day. Um, Nigerian Lives Matter. Um, and the lives of every single person that listens to this show matters. I am cognizant of the fact that a lot of people who listen to our show right now are somewhere in Nigeria protesting um, or worrying for their lives or feeling like their voices are suppressed. Um, and that is not the life that we choose. Um, and it's not the life we deserve. And it's not the life that we want. And we will not sit back and allow people um, to take our voices away. So again, like I said at the very beginning, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for supporting the rants. Thank you for supporting every single one of us. You know, myself, Sophie, Laulu, um, Sendo. And thank you so much for being a group of people that I know will do their bit to move the needle. Um, I'm very proud of everyone that listens to this show. I'm very proud of those of you that are here every Monday. Um, I see the things that you do on your personal platforms. Um, I just ask that even more aggressively this week and going forward, um, let's do more. And um, yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the What the Heck Man Rants. Adi Wusferil and the rest of my team reporting to do our duty and um let's have some you know honest conversation all right so welcome 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 um i see lalu was lalu i was wearing a yellow shirt earlier and i took it off i feel like i should have left it on now um because then i would have been matching you i think i saw sophie earlier hi msendo hi everyone no, it's putting how back you guys on. doing it's okay <laughs> you think i want to waste a shirt hi so oh sophie's wearing her merch ah Merch. It says, what does it say? What does that one say? I think that's the one that says, Which one are you oddities, right? Yeah, of course. Oddity. Hello. Well, hi, guys. I see some new names. I'm not going to assume that um, they're new listeners, but they're new names, or at least new handles on Zoom today. Um, so welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Um, I think... I typically ask you guys what how your weekend was. And I think today I just want to know, kind of in one word, maybe multiple words if you need multiple words, how are you feeling, like, right now? And for those of you that are, like, listening as well, you can use the chat. 
Ade says hopeful. Exhausted. Yes, him. <laughs> no. I think he would cover like that. Because she walked away from the mic. That's why she's like. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, I'm talking from the comfort of my bed right now because I'm tired. You'll not be tired in Jesus' um, name. Amen. 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 Wow, what a Nigerian <laughs> response. Um, I'm exhausted emotionally, spiritually, you know, even though I've not done anything physically, but I am very exhausted. Um, I've given everything to God at this point because I don't, I don't know what else to do. Um, I need a vacation, but then I feel bad that if I go on a vacation and all these things is going on, like I'm all right. So there's a level of guilt because I want to step away from like everything that's going on. But then I'm like, Lucendo, people don't have the luxury of stepping away. I slept today. Sophie called me today and I said, like, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? Your mates are not sleeping. <laughs> You know, but um, but I genuinely mm-hmm. feel that way. I genuinely feel like I should not be resting when people yeah. are out there, like you know, losing their lives, getting kidnapped. Um, it's just a lot. I would want a break, but because of seeing just seeing how people on the forefront are just so passionate about this, like I'm like I feel like. Like, I'm not going to take a break. Like, I'm exhausted, but we move. You know? That's how I feel right now. Yeah. I think it's important to feel that way and, like, be okay with feeling that way. I would say I feel pride. And I think I'm one of those people when everything started, and it's always been happening, and I have stories for days about me and the jump police on Ubuku. I have stories for days on that, but... For the longest time, if anybody asks me, I'll always say, "Ugh, I've given up." Like, if you ask me how to solve Nigeria's problem, I'll tell you, like, fam, it's not one easy solution. Like, you go through—is it the education? Is it recruitment? Is it how to train them? Is it you know bias training? Is it accountability? Is it transparency? Like, I'll go in and I'll be like, "So there's no way you can fix it. Like, there's there's no way we can fix it." And I remember when, like two three days ago, when everything started, I remember having conversations with my friend and just telling them. Like, why are we saying NSAR? I, I really said, I was like, why are we saying NSARS? If we say NSARS now and the end is, these same people will be relocated to somewhere else and then they'll continue perpetrating the same things. Or if we say NSARS now, what's going to happen? Same old people who have been in the system are still not going to be affected by it. And I felt dejected. And so three days after when I see, I'm just, I'm here in the comfort of the US, but watching like the FK Abudus of the world, the Banky Wellingtons, all these people standing there still fighting, still like we move regardless. Like we're seeing videos of people getting shot. Like I can't help but think about being hopeless anymore. But like if there's this much fire in people who look like me, who have existed in the same space I've existed, then I have every right to be just as passionate as they are to fight for change. I think that's where I'm at right now. It's hopeful and feeling so much intense pride in how amazing the youths are in Nigeria and how finally we're like, you know what, all of you must be moving mad and we're tired and we want better for ourselves. And I think 
it's so important. It's so exciting to see this like trend happening. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm feeling really prideful. Lala, did you go already? Mm-mm. How are you? Um, um, I talked to my therapist today. So that was, that was nice. Um, that was needed. Um, so I, I think similar to, similarly to, um, like what Sophie said, I think some of you've also mentioned this in the past before, like on last week's episode, when we briefly, well, not briefly, we actually talked about the NSARS movement at length last week. You also mentioned like your own experience. Um, and I, um, similar to what Sophie said, like when it first started, I was, I was kind of just like, oh, Nigerian problems. You know, another day, like, I was just like, because of my personal experience with police force in Nigeria, um, it's honestly what got me to be in the US. If it wasn't for an experience with them, I would not be here. Um, so I had already had this, like, I didn't realize like how almost nonchalant I was towards like problems in Nigeria because I was just like, honestly, that country is just, it's a goner. Like it's such a great country, but there are so many things that are just like wrong with it that I don't even know if you can fix it, right? And maybe it has to be like start all over again. So I was just so like, eh. And then I spoke to a guy that I actually went to school with when I went to school in Nigeria. He had tweeted about like his um, experience with, uh, with, with SARS. Um, I, you might have seen the tweet. It was the one where he was talking about like they made him go to the ATM to withdraw money um, from his US account while he was there. Um, and he was someone that I went to school with. Like he was very good friends with my brother. Um, his mom owned the school we went to. Like we like, and I was just like, wow. And we also like always like every night time I talk to anyone who went we went to school together, we were always like talking about like everybody and we we're like, yeah, yeah, like, da, 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 he's great, da, da, da. like he's doing big things, you know. And to really just hear about his experience and like I spoke to him very briefly and like to just like hear about it and he detailed it so well. I was just like, I mean, I felt hopeless. But then I was also just like, we can't always be hopeless. Like that's what they want, right? Because when you really think about how these systems work when it comes to like either racism or um, NSARS, like the way they really work is that they wanna beat people down to the point where you don't care anymore. So you just don't say anything. And mm. that's just how things will keep on going. And that's pretty much how it's always worked before. Um, when we think about like protests and when people, and people say like, oh, protests don't matter. It's because they've lost hope and that's what that's what the people in power want. They want you to lose hope. So you just sit there and you don't do anything and you accept it as your fate. And there's something that I always say, like if someone pisses on you long enough and calls it rain, you're gonna start thinking it's rain. And that's pretty much what's happening with people who are just like, why are we protesting? And I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, but our other option is to have generations upon generations upon generations and have kids who are going to go through this thing. Like, I can pick up my US passport and go to pretty much wherever I want. And my parents might be like, oh, why are you going here again? But they'll never be like, no, you can't go there. But every single time I'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Nigeria. They're like, uh-uh, no, you're not. It's very strict, very strongly, you're not going. Um, 
and I'll always renew my passport and everything. And just to feel like both places that I call home, they're not really, like, I'm not really, it does, they don't feel like home. I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I just kind of feel homeless. Like, I just oh feel God. like I could be anywhere and eh, it is what it is, but there is no like root where I could feel 100% comfortable. And that's really, really sad because no matter how, like since I've moved from Nigeria, I haven't been back yet. Like, and I have friends who are not even Nigerians and they just be going back and forth, back and forth and center. Like they're like, oh, you know, dirty December. I was in Nigeria. Like I was born there. Um, And to just, and this year was going to be the year that I was like, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to fight for it. Like whatever my parents, I'm going to go. I can't, I can't do that now. They're going to be like, go where, where are you going? (laughs) And to just be like, I don't even know when I'll, feel comfortable being back to the place that raised me. That's um it's a hard pill to swallow. It's it's a really hard pill to swallow, but we're gonna swallow it. We're gonna keep fighting. Um we're gonna keep on using our voice and our platform. And I think that's why I was like so late in like actually saying something on in on my platform because I had to first of all deal with and process it and process the trauma and re- kind of relive the trauma again. And it's hard, but you know, in one word of how I'm feeling, I'm feeling I'm feeling revolutionary. I would say that's the word. Like by revolutionary I mean like fighting for a change. Like a change needs to happen and whatever needs to happen will, will happen. Like, so revolutionary is the word for me. I think I've been trying to, well, thank you all for sharing. Um, for those of you that are just joined, sorry, you missed my initial monologue. Um, but I was thinking about while we're thinking about this show and planning, I was thinking about, I was trying to write down like my favorite memories of the country outside of like my family, like outside of like, you know, you have those like, Oh, my grandma's 80th birthday was like a lot of fun and like Christmases with the family. But I'm just thinking of like in general, like walking on the street, like, Every time I go back, I feel like I'm triggered. And I think it was one of the reasons why I was very disappointed, not last year, the year before that. I went and I think I didn't feel inspired. And one of the things I do when I go to Nigeria is I feel very inspired to either write or to do something. So for most people that know this, I've listened to this show for a long time. Over the years, we've progressively like, you know, spent the month of December feeding families and paying for school fees and stuff like that. But, like, that came from obviously recognizing my privilege and the opportunity that my parents being able to send me to school here or move us out of here, out of Nigeria, gave me. But I was always... Everything triggered me because, like... (laughs) And it's everything from, like, the little things. Like, I would walk into a restaurant and see how they did something or you know last year for example i got there from the airport my cousin took me to 
get a SIM card. And I was watching. <laughs> when we walked in, there was 5 o'clock. And the lady said, she's leaving. And we said, the sign says you close at 7. And she says, yeah, but she's leaving at 5. And I was like, what? And so you have instances like that where I'm triggered by what I feel like is like structural incompetence to getting stopped by police at, in the middle of the night. And I think I had mentioned this particular story last week. I don't know if I did, but we were leaving my friend's house. We we're leaving a very popular person's house in Nigeria. And he was in the car. And, you know, sometimes you're driving, you're like, out of a group of four policemen, hopefully one of them recognizes this person. So, like, they just let us go. Like, they'll try to take money from us, but they let us go. And it was right when we were walking into the car that I realized that we were all wearing black. We are all going mm-hmm. to um, T.Y. Works, all black everything party. And I was like, the fear... Like the driving distance from the the house to the party location was probably ten minutes, and I was thinking, imagine if we get stopped, and four black men, dressed in all black, in this car that wasn't even that fancy, did something's gonna happen. There's just something was definitely gonna happen, and lo and behold, before we even left Lucky Phase One, we got stopped. And luckily, one of my friends in the group was a lawyer. So the moment he got out, he was like, and he's also pretty big. And he was like, the guy was like, I want, I need to search you. And my friend was like, I'm a lawyer. He was like, hey, what am I going to do with that? He was like, I'm just telling you before you start searching the car. And I think that statement was actually what threw him off. And he was like, I don't want to deal with what, what's going to come with this. So he let us go. But every single time I... I go back, I find that if I'm not riding with a group of people or someone that's local, I don't feel comfortable going out. But so many times, I think I've seen, you know, instances where people have gotten dragged out of their cars and beaten. There's an artist that a lot of us listen to that was stopped last year because he had dreads and put in the back of their truck. And, you know, it was when he got to the... um, police station and he showed them his phone and his instagram he was like i'm an artist like i sing songs that you dance to and the guy was like oh you for talk now he was like when should i have told you like when you shoved me in the back of a car in the back of a truck or um so just taking all of that into account one thing i've also been very very glad about and encouraged by this last week is I've always known for the last like five or six years, I'd always known that this this moment that we're in would come in any if you if you've done like a like psychology of society or anything like that, you would understand that every society has like cliffs. You're mm-hmm. seeing like some of it in America right now, but like Nigerians have been tired for mm. a long time. Um, like and the funny thing is like a lot of people i went to school with are like married their parents now some of them are like so they're going into that generation of like the years ago where we used to look up to our older cousins and our parents like they're starting to we're starting to inch into that level 
and we've never enjoyed Nigeria. We don't know what it, what it feels like to have, you know. And I was thinking about. I'll tell you guys right now. When I was thinking about what I thought was my favorite memory of Nigeria was when we hosted the World Cup. Not the not the not the FIFA World Cup. The under uh, was it, was it under twenty three or under what's that song? Welcome to Nigeria. Welcome to Nigeria ninety nine. Welcome to the that was the, the probably the one time I felt proud to be Nigerian, and to give you context, that's what twenty one years ago. Um, twenty years ago. Um, I'm I'm glad we are at the breaking point. I'm so that's one word. I am sad that we have to lose lives to get what we want and you know i've seen tweets so there was one that stood that like really resonated with me it was like we're not fighting for more pay we're not fighting for better roads we're just fighting to live um and that's like in itself is ridiculous and very very sad um but i'm glad you know for everyone that's on ground for everyone that's been able to protest for everyone that's been able to you know amplify their voices i'm glad that we're deciding to not be okay with okay um yeah i'm just you know and i'm glad that there's so many people so many families and so many young people and businesses that are like aligned with this singular goal of we just can't live in this country to be suffering again. Like, it's just... 2023 feels like a long time. And I think this was what I thought would happen last year after the election or during the election in Nigeria. But I think, like, Nigerians finally realized that we can't wait that long. We just can't wait another cycle to, for them to present us with some mediocre leaders that we're going to vote in again or who would vote themselves in. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad, I'm sad, and I'm very encouraged that some tremendous people are lending their voices. I just, I just can't help but feel like I wish that there weren't so many names and so many hashtags and people who died um, or who are dying because, as of today, more people were killed. Um, in this process, in, you know, in this, in this really, really hard time. So like, there's like a lot of pride. It's like a weird space to be. There's a lot of pride being Nigerian right now, but there's also mm. a lot of like sadness to also just look at your country and be like, what the actual fuck? Like, so anyways, um, that's that. For those of you that are here that don't know what's going on, <laughs> um, I don't know how you wouldn't, but um, I would just encourage you to check out the Rants Show page on Twitter. There's a lot of information on a thread that we put out today um, that just has different pieces of what's going on, what people are doing, how to support, all that good stuff. Um so yeah, and I think I wanted to find out, do you have anybody that's listening or like that's on here that's joining us from Nigeria right now? 
Um, if you could use the chat and let us know, I assume I saw someone that I think I'm confident is Nigeria. There's a friend of mine that was here a second ago. Um, let us know. Let us know. I think one of the things that I wanted to do. Hi, Bao. Is that is that is that your name? Is it, did I say it right? If you can go ahead and unmute yourself, I think you're muted. He said yes. Oh yeah, my name. Your name is Bao. Bao, what's happening? Where are you joining us from? What part of Nigeria? I should say. Delta State. Delta State. How are things over there right now? Well, the the protest isn't really going too well, like that of Lagos, because the part that I mean. We are, we're having a very cool. We had a very cool protest few days back. Okay. The the local government chairman here he attended to us very well, and he promised us that the police won't be harassing us and all that. But in most places in Delta State, that of Ugeli, it's yeah. very very tough. It's very very difficult. People are dying. People are being shot, and it's really really not helping matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's really difficult. With have the, you? Go ahead. Recently, the there was a news online where someone was was shot by a SARS officer, and the man took away the young man's car. Yeah, he drove his car away after killing the guy. I, you know, but we'll just hold on for a second. Don't. Um, I'm coming back right back to you. Do you know that yeah. sometimes I think about the that's the word i did sociopath you know sometimes i think about i try to imagine the like there's some kind of good in people but you see videos like that you see i mentioned this last week right there's just to reference lagos for a second there was a sars official that was shot and i guess he his co-worker accidentally shot him and I was thinking, like, this man looks like if you look, at, if you think about a typical Nigerian, this man looks like someone who collects bribes from people, extorts people, and then goes home to his kids. Like, and do you know how like, a, like, scary it is for you to like have the same, like, you just, you just. You look at some of these videos and you pick your gun, you just shoot someone's kid. And then you do you know like the level of like you know how dead you have to be inside to just like they have no, they, they have no bloody conscience. They do things as if it's a normal way of life. Like I I, run, have, I hit someone's cat and I'd be like how's that person feeling, man? Like I feel like I feel like it's just I don't know. I've had various experience with them. Various experience. They have collected so much money from me. There was a time I was going to do a program. I was traveling. Okay. I had so much money in my account. Mm. I I got I got arrested. I was taken to the station and all that. They were trying to force me to say I'm a cultist because they, were, they they couldn't see anything incriminating to hold me. They started mm -hmm. calling me a cultist. Started doing so many things. That day, I was slapped. Then, after checking my phone, they went through my emails, and they saw my account balance. 
that was when they extorted money from me. My account was divided into three. They took two parts, and I was left with so much, so very little. Ah, I will never forget that day. I will never forget that day. Ever since then, I've been scared of leaving my town. I don't go out anymore. I'm always indoors. I'm always trying to do one or two things at home. Traveling is very, very difficult for me. I, so, so let me ask you about that real quick. Like, there's there was talk about some people. You know, I think there's obviously there's a bigger there's a bigger side issue that we need to focus on, which is like the stigma. Like, there's a certain level of um, disgust that the average older person in Nigeria has towards young people. Like, I just I could just tell you. Like, sometimes look at like let's use Sophie and Sendo as an example. Like, if you look at their their videos right sometimes just look at the comments and you look at some of the some of the older people that are like why is this one always shouting why are you always happy it's like just being carefree young and that sort of in a sense of usefulness is like so disgusting to to them that you know you have people who work you know non-traditional jobs they make money from home I have a friend who runs a graphic design company. He does most of his work. He has a two bedroom. He does most of his work from his house. And he's talked personally told me how many times they've called the police on him because they're like, he must be running. He must be a Yahoo boy because he never leaves his house and he drives a nice car. So it's like, I want to ask you this question. Like, what is it like in your own like way of describing this? What is it like just, being a young man living in Nigeria, you talked about like not being able to leave your home or your town, but how do you just like walk around like or go down the street? Like, what does that feel? What is that feeling like if you could put it in words? Like, what, what is that like for you? Okay, so the town I am, I am in currently, the, the SAS officers here, they don't really harass us that much. Okay. Okay. They go for the, the bigger boys with cars mm. and that live exotic lifestyles. So they go for them more, all right? But while I was in Lagos, I had very difficulty in moving because if you're a young guy and they see you, you are well-dressed, you are living fine, you are looking good. It's it's basically an offense to look nice and good in Nigeria. It's it's, it's a huge offense. In in Benin City, in Benin City, you, I was there like, I, I lived there for about, for about three months, it was very difficult to move because every single junction, there is a policeman, there is a SAS official there waiting for you, just for you looking good. They're going to, they're going to arrest you. They're going to start slapping you, going to start telling you, you are this, you are that, you're courtes, you are doing Yahoo, you're doing so many things just to intimidate you, put fear on, put fear in you, crack. They, 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 you are unharmed. The next thing, Stop pointing gun at you. Okay. Living in this country is so so damn hard. To be honest yeah. with you, I'm really really happy about all this as as happening because it's it's something that I've always wanted to, wanted all this kind of thing to happen. But the thing is, everybody is so reluctant at first. Everybody has been so reluctant to do it because we feel whenever it starts, everyone is going to back down. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm so so happy that, that this is what is happening right now. I'm even planning next week and I'm even traveling to Lagos to join the protest because I believe it's it's happening more in Lagos and yeah. that is where 
the focus is on because the remaining parts of the country, to be honest with you, I don't feel the heat that much. I'm not feeling it because I really want this to go on for a very long time till we see a positive change. Everybody's getting old, nobody's getting younger anymore. The next generation is gonna come, gonna have kids. Is this the kind of life we want to give to them? No, it's not possible. A change must come and the change starts now. I'm really, really happy on what's happening. Yeah. Uh, thank you, I'm man. Sorry to go through that, by the way. I can't even imagine like like what you were feeling in those like instances in those situations. I think it's important just to like add on to what Bao was saying because I remember calling my mom today and background about me and my family is like my mom used to be a politician or she's still a politician or she has connection she was in politics for a long time when I was back home in Nigeria and every time something like this happens I remember I literally just call my mom and be like oh yeah what's so like what's happening is is this real is it what's what are your people saying about this I remember calling her the first night, three nights ago, and I was like, mommy, have you heard about Sarah? She was like, I need you. What does that mean? I was like, NSARS is trending online. The kids are talking about it. She was like, oh, they'll get tired of it, right? And she said that from no sense of, you know, anything, but she was just like, that's the norm. Like, they'll get tired of it. They'll move on. Like, nobody here has heard anything about it. When she said nobody here, she meant that as, like, the ruling people, right? The, the elderly people who are basically in charge of our system. So the local government chairman, all these people, like, they don't, they don't hurt anything. And I remember calling her again like, today, and I was like, oh, have you heard something now? And she goes, oh, yes, that we've heard this now, that they're changing. And then she was like, but I'm not sure what people are asking for NSARS because, and I feel like she's going to kill me for saying this, but <laughs> she was like, I'm not sure what people are asking for NSARS because, like, so what about the folks who, like, are actually stealing? What about the Yahoo boys? What about people that are wearing dreadlocks? What about people are doing this and doing that, doing that, doing that? And so I was like, listen. Thing. And I got confused and I was thinking to myself, like, for the elderly generation, we being ourselves is such an issue that if we have dreadlocks or we have laptops or iPhones or we're going out at night to Cubana and all these places, that warrants our death because that's the logical explanation for these folks to want to kill us, right? Because we're disrespectful, because, you know, how dare we have goals in life? Like, how dare we not work nine to five and suffer like them when we want to, you know, start doing camera photography and so on and so things. I remember asking her that and she she was silent for a minute. And like we had to actually do a really in-depth conversation about why she genuinely, and my mom is educated. She you knows she went to school in the UK. So she's not know she was in Nigeria all her life. I remember trying to reason with her and I just realized that there's such, I don't know if it's colonization, because we can't blame colonization for the end of the world. Like maybe it's just how people were raised, if it's the the generation, the generational gap. But I remember it took a long time for us to come to this understanding that it's still wrong. Like, I don't know if it's the religious aspect, whatever it is, it's still wrong for young children to be gunned down or arrested or prosecuted for looking immoral from what you dictate as moral, right? Because that's the end of this thing is, you know, when SARS stops you, because they stopped me last year, December, uh, when I was going, I was going, I was with my boyfriend, we're, we're coming back from something around 11 o'clock. I remember getting in the car and we're driving and we saw the checkpoints and me, I've already had so many experiences. I was already sweating. I was about to start crying. Like it's the worst time to stop me. And I remember they stopped and the Uber driver was there and it was this old man 
and he was like, oh yeah, get down now. And I was thinking, you know, I was pretty American accent. So what do you mean by that? Why would I get down now? I have my rights. Can you come? Can you come? This man already was looking at me crazy. Like, nah, bro, you get down now. And the Uber driver was like, they're not getting down. Like, I'm an Uber. I'm this, I'm that. And then before you know it, this man, the Uber driver, like, tried to zoom off because I feel like he knew what was about to happen. And this policeman literally shot at us as we were driving, like, zooming down the road. And for the first time in my life, I was shot at in Nigeria. And I remember thinking... So that's how I told my mom I went for this December and Nigerian police killed me because I was just driving back home. And I remember asking her that like in that, and I told her the story today because I was trying to understand that if it was me that got shot and killed, would she feel differently about this? I remember telling her the story she was like, well, why would you go out? I won't like that's, you, you would have, des- she didn't mean to say you would have deserved it, but it was more so like, why would you go out and expect that thing? That people who don't go out are the ones remain alive so to speak so I remember just I'm still sitting through with that sitting through with that thought that the generational gap is so intense and it's so strange how like we're fighting on social media and we're trying to show these people that change has to come and it's not going to be by them because their time has gone as soon as I said as going to law your time has gone and it's our time now and no matter what you think dreads or ipad phone sagging whatever it is you think is a problem to us it's not a problem anymore and it's either you're going to watch us and support us or move aside as the new revolution happens. And I remember she just, we, we got off the phone feeling very distant, if that makes sense, about how I would feel versus how she feels about the situation. So I just wanted to share that. I think, I think it's left me some, thinking a lot. OJ, I see your hand um, raised. I'm, I'm coming to you, by the way. Um, I think there's something to be said. Somebody said it's a generational stronghold. And just as Bao was talking and even as Sophie was talking, I was thinking about how, you know, Lalu used the analogy earlier that if you if you piss on someone for so long and you tell them it's raining, they start to believe you. You know that from when we're kids, like parents and schools condition you to be voiceless. Mm. Like in Nigeria, the kid that talks back or you question What's authority... You question how something is set up, like your daddy gonna hear about it. Like it's just, it's just like they will beat you and they will beat you until you break. Um, and the ones that, and it's so funny how the ones that we saw as the problem kids were usually the ones who just like, whether it was like their coding or their family setting, they just decided to not take bullshit. So they would like fight back, and they would just continue to like. I just think about it. It's just like even the way we like. We're always asked to never talk in class. You know, names of noisemakers, if you want to call it that. Like, mm. there was always, like, little things that were, like, there's just, like, little pointers to, like, making you silent. And, like, you know, I, I even, like, the, the, the herd mentality um, of, like, when, you know, you st- I remember just thinking of days where we would stand at assembly and they would be saying some out-of-pocket shit and nobody would be able to say anything. Like, you know that this thing is wrong, you know, and like they from like you're seeing abuse, you're you're you ha- you're silent because if you're the one that says something and they say, Why are you the one talking? You're seeing disrespect, you're just quiet. You're t- accepting disrespect. Some people are physically, emotionally violated, and you just like mm. I remember like situations happening with my sister and she would tell my parents and they'd be like, It's just try to walk around it and i just think like 
at the time, like, you just thought, they know better. Like, you know, let me just listen to them. Let me just figure it out. Let me be quiet. But then, like, as you get older now, maybe there's a reason. That's also another reason why now it's hard to take people's shit. But, like, I just remember, like, so many people being, like, people tell their parents. I remember a particular story. This girl was being harassed by a teacher. And she told her parents. They came to school. And I remember this particular day, they were in the principal's office. So my class was across from the principal's office. We were watching them in there for four hours. And I was thinking, like, we were all making bets, like, nah, this teacher's gone. Like, they're canning this guy. He's out. He's out. He's out. And end of the day, the girl comes and goes back to class, and she just cries. She's crying. She's not saying anything. And we're thinking, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, like, what did they say to her? Do you know that? the girl's parents came the following week with their car and they brought a van and they took all her shit and just moved out of the school because they wouldn't fire the teacher. And I was like, and do you know what like that, that, that does to other young girls, or other young boys. It's like, it doesn't matter who it is. Like your parents are supposed to be your protectors. They're supposed to be your, you know, defender. And if they don't have, you know, a status, a certain status, like, just so fight. Because I remember I went to school, in that same school, I went to school with a, a kid whose dad was a high-ranking person in the Air Force. And they touched, one teacher beat his son. And this boy, we're not, we're not supposed to have cell phones. This boy found a way to call his dad. This was on a Sunday. And on Monday afternoon, a convoy of... <laughs> Air Force cars rolled up into the school and they beat this teacher. The principal was begging. They did not listen. They beat the teacher and they left. And I, I, again, I was thinking about that particular instance of like, if you don't know somebody, like, I said this, this story last week as well of like, me, my, my dad being friends with Ambody, previous Lagos State Governor. And like, I know many people would leverage that and be like, my dad knows the governor. Only because you know you need it to get out of trouble one day. So you can say, we know people, and anybody in Nigeria wants to get to a certain status, so you you can say you know people, so you can use it to get out of things or to oppress other people. And it just got me thinking, even today, the the protesters that were arrested um, over the last couple of days, you know, shout out to FK um, and all the other people that have been working tirelessly on the ground. But like, what happens if you do not know people? Like, what happens if you don't know the right people? Not even that you just know, don't know people because everybody knows people. But like, if you don't know the right people to push the exact buttons to get the thing you want to do to, to happen fast enough. Because it's another thing to know people, but you don't know the effective people that it could take you two, three days. Some people, they get arrested. They call within 30 minutes and that person's out. Before the, the person doesn't even have to go to the to the to the police station some people they go there they'll tell you go and talk to this person go and talk to this other person before you know it now two days your child has slept in the prison and i just thought about it it's like i'm so i'm just glad that we found a way to take back our voices and i like i don't care how loud anybody gets i think we just first of all i don't even think we're loud enough like i think we need to be like ah, jesus christ um, let me go to OJ. OJ, you ha- you've you've been patient. How you doing, man? 
Yeah, I'm good. How's it going? Where you been? <laughs> First oh, of all, you guys, let me just give you guys a quick rundown. OJ is one of our OG, OG listeners. Like years. We're talking years, years. He just, he left Nigeria and now he has fresh off. He does <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, yeah, I've been quite busy to be honest. Um, honestly, a lot of been said today to be honest. And um, where I would like to start from is, I'm feeling really pensive. Mm. And the reason for that is, this it feels like we're at a tipping point. Yep. I felt like that in 2015 when they did occupy Nigeria, or was it prior to 2015 when they occupy Nigeria, but. Uh, as it progressed, I realized um, how some political entities took over Occupy Nigeria. Your, pre- your current president, as you speak right now, did as well, and Occupy Nigeria went sideways. Right. But I think uh, at this point where we are, where it's the youth that's actually doing this, and I think one of the most important things that has happened so far is the fact that there's actually no face to yep. this protest. Yep. It's simply everyone taking charge and no one is saying oh i'm the leader here you know i'm coordinating everybody's just like we're gonna do this and then we're gonna like get this done and with the idea that like um if this is gonna fizzle out or not i think it's an important first step which is basically get these people off the street and everyone here i think to an extent if you've ever lived in nigeria even if briefly you would have I've had an experience with police. I have personally in my family, I've got about five policemen in my family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And they're one of the few that I can say. I'm not gonna say I know everything that they do, but to a very large extent, they're the few ones that are quite like the odd ones out. And they've never made it to where they're supposed to be because they like the odd people out. Mm, mm. So you find out that like, so my uncle Steve tells me to the day, right? He's, I mean, he's a little bit well off, not too well off because he sells cars. That's his main business. So he has you know, a side hustle. Like, yeah. Okay. He tells me he's been in the force now for 30 years. His salary is less than 300,000. But to a very large extent, you wow. realize that even apart from the welfare and everything, there's a fundamental problem with institutions in Nigeria. And it stems from greed. Mm-hmm. If we're going to start from there. Yeah. And being that... I don't have to go. So if you look at our parents' generation, right? I'm going to go back because I was going to agree with... Um, sorry, I don't know your name. Aditi, right? Sophie, yeah. Sophie, yeah. Where we're talking about like the way our parents think and basically how it's very different from ours. And what I found is from their generation to our generation, there's it's been like an exponential development, right? So when they went to school, it was you want to make it, you go to school, you do your 95 job, you go home, right? You retire a certain education pension and you live happily ever after. Right. But now if you look at it from the way things have developed since we got GSM phones in Nigeria from 2001, I think, thereabout, up until now, we've become like 
really, really exposed to a lot of things that our parents would not even, they never dreamt of. So they, the present world that we live in right now, they don't understand it. Mm. They can't get, they don't get the fact that you can sit at your computer all day and you're actually working and you're actually contributing to society. They can't fathom that. Because they can't read, they can't just be believe that you're there, you're not doing anything, you're not sweating and you're there making money. So they just believe that, okay, you know, contributing, you're not doing anything to it. And like you said, once in a while when you have these conversations with your parents, what you would notice, first of all, is like, like there's a level of shock at first. Mm-hmm. That, oh, if my kid that I raised properly is doing the same thing that we think like these criminals are doing, and then he's trying to explain to me how this thing works, maybe there's merit to it. But they can't reconcile that with what they do. So they're still like, they're very much confused about it. And we still have these people in government and we have them in the police force. We have them everywhere else. Now imagine someone that is that confused fundamentally and you end up gone. So you can imagine what they would do. They would never, they would never ever understand that there's this 20 year old, 27 year old, 30 year old guy that drives 70 million Arab Benz and I've been working for the force for 30 years and I can't afford the Benz. There was a policeman, I watched an interview today and exactly what he said. He's actually like a unit head in the sauce. And what he's saying is that like, for yeah, them, yeah. the first thing he admitted was this. They were not trained or equipped to track internet frosters to begin with. Mm-hmm. Because you can't track internet frosters on the street. It's not, it's not feasible. It's the dumbest thing you can ever do. And then he goes, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to, if we see you, that, oh, you're less than 30 years old, you're driving a Benz. And we know how the country is. We know that under normal circumstances, you cannot afford this. So we're going to question you. And then the line of questioning goes, who are you? Where are you from? Who is your daddy? Who is your mother? It's not even a question of what do you do? Because at the back of their mind, they've already gone like, he's already a yellow boy. So there's no point asking him what he does. We just need to know his background if you know somebody important or not before we get started. OJ, let me ask you a question. Did you, have you ever seen that video of this police officer that stopped this guy and he said, it was a, it's, I mean, it was funny for a lot while, but it was. Oh, is it the one that was like, uh, is she the one I own now? Just cut out. Yeah. Where are you to eat or she or her? <laughs> and I thought to so, I was like, do you know how ridiculous that sounds? Like, you're like, this is my aunt's cat. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you to her? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I'm a pastor. What kind of stupid question is that? Like, yeah, you know, and that those are the kind of people that we have on, and that's not even a source of fear. That's just a regular. That's a regular fear, yeah. Yeah, and source of fear is the way worse. Like the worst. I've had like personal experiences with them as far back as 2010 to 2015 to the day they robbed me as well. You know, just. There's hardly anyone in Nigeria that has not had an experience with us. And it's pushed us to the point where enough is enough. Because enough is enough simply means that I know that even the system is killing me on a daily basis. But then when we get to a point where you just point your gun and shoot me, then I have nothing to lose anymore. Mm. So this is where I feel like the protest is coming from. And I'm very pensive in the sense that I know that very soon. If nobody backs down, it's going to get violent. 
Yeah. I've seen things like that happen in Nigeria from time to time. There was a time, you know, I don't know if you recall the time when OPC was like really rampant in Nigeria and all mm-hmm. of that. So it's not a question of like we're a teammate people or anything like that. Yeah. It's a question of how far we're going to get pushed before we fight back. And when people fight back, you have what you get is chaos. And I feel like we're going to get there. And it's necessary for us to get there. So that we fully understand that the power that they think they have, it's not what it's not, it's 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 an illusion. The people still have the power whether we like it or not. Yeah. And when we get to that point, it's gonna be a question of if you're gonna be on the right side or if you're gonna be on the wrong side. Either we are parents generation to have gone through that as well, you know, they have, which is why like it's even more surprising to me, like. Uh, you would talk to your parents and they're like, oh, oh, don't go and look for trouble, don't go and do this and whatnot. In their own time to deal with troublemakers, uh-uh. if we're being very <laughs> honest, they were troublemakers. They fought. They fought. And <laughs> yeah, it's always funny. Now it's like, and I think like they felt they, they talk that way sometimes because like maybe they're afraid that they're going to be on the receiving end of the anger from this people, from this younger generation. And they're just trying to like, keep it down, be like, hey, don't. Don't fight, don't fight because if you do, if it does get to that point, well, I think I think most of them are very worried. I don't know, a lot of it looked like you wanted to say something, but I feel like most of them are worried because they know what it would take for the change to happen, but they don't want to sacrifice their own children. Exactly. I think yes, I think we're in a situation where everybody wants the change to happen and knows it needs to happen, but. In any society, to overthrow something for change to happen, lives get lost, especially when you want change at this level. And nobody yeah. wants to be the one to say, you know, and it's one of the reasons why I'm glad, kind of glad that we don't, like this protest doesn't have a voice, but I'm also worried for certain people because as much as we've been shouting, you know, Props to, you know, FK, Tifeb, Banky, Timmy Dakol, all these people. All it takes is one of them to say, those are the people that are inciting them and let's go get them. You know, of course, I feel like it's only like to, to OJ's point, it's only going to incite the young people more and get them more annoyed and it get, it get more violent. But like, I'm, all, I'm hoping that we are in a place where they don't turn it into a case of, Oh, okay. So we're seeing that every time this one tweets, it's also the reason why they wanted that social media bill to go through for situations yeah. to avoid situations like this. But then I'm like, you know, FK is talking to governors and police officials and da, 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 and I'm hoping that it doesn't get to a point where they're just like, eh. So we're seeing that you are the one that is connected to all of this, you know, lever that everybody is having. So let's remove you from the equation. Um. Which I'm really, I'm, I'm also glad that it's happening. You know, Bawo said it's not happening as much where he is, but um, I'm, I'm happy that in the, in the big cities or in the metropolitans that you want to call it that, like people are angry at different areas at the same time. Like it's not one of those situations where it's only happening in like on the mainland. So people on the island are like, mm, not rich here. But like watching today and them shutting down the toll gate. I can see people that were supposed to go to work today thinking, nah, like something has to happen here because even the pain of having to turn your car around in that, in that traffic is annoying. 
<laughs> just you can't, so, you can't even turn. There's no way to turn. <laughs> that one road is going wherever God takes it. <laughs> so I mean, I was gonna say I was I was saving this for later, but um, we so on behalf of the ranch show last week, we donated some money to um the cause, and then today I actually just realized like money not finish, and as the protests decided to expand outside of Lagos, what is Ufi doing for Christ's sake? Uh, no, you see, I just is the way you just pick it, you're on my screen. Did you just... <laughs> nah, but um, as the protests have expanded, more people have been killed and more people have been arrested in different parts of the country. Um, but also, one of the things that I'm glad has started to happen is conversations around getting therapy for people that have been like imprisoned and things like that. Because, like, mm-hmm. do you know that? The average Nigerian is walking with PTSD. Like, just navigating that country. Do you know, like, and the, the way you can tell is the way our minds flip when the plane lands at MM2. Like, you are just on guard. You're like, something is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but I need to prepare for something to happen. And... You know, I've seen people, I'll give you an example, right? I said, I flew a few years ago, I flew with this person from LA and we actually, surprisingly, like we had, it's almost like we bought the same ticket. We were on all the same planes. This girl was just calm, like just calm on her computer, just like working. Da, 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 da. That's how she got to Lagos and they cornered her and they now say that they wanted to search her bag. So, oh, this was the key key part. She was moving back to Nigeria. So, she had all of her stuff, all her shoes, her bags. I think she was going for NYC, something like that. Yeah, I remember it was NYC. So, they cornered this girl. They were like, where are you coming from? She said, you know, she's coming from LA. They looked at her passport. You guys know, up until, I think, two years ago, they used to have, like, when you come out, there was, like, all the different departments, customs, you know, the police were there. They were all, like, they would search your bag. And they'd be passing your bag around like this, like, you know, it's not the same yeah. person that just searched the bag. So they asked this girl. The girl said, she's moving back. Mind you, flight has been almost 30 hours. So this girl's tired. She's a little bit, like, on edge. But she's trying to hold it together. They're like, wow, these shoes. Open this bag. So she opens the bag. And, of course, there's, like, some used and some new shoes in, like, the in the sleeves. Where are you coming from with these shoes? Where do you get them? She said they're her shoes, that she's coming back for NYSC. You don't go need all this one for camp. Why you they go? Why you carry all this stuff come? That's how this girl just flipped. She just, this girl started yelling like a madman. She was like, if you touch my fucking bag, I go choke you here today. I said, eh? I said, <laughs> but, but when I tell you that the average person is one incident away from just losing everything like and and for for people that are in like you know america and other parts of the world where you think things are normal we're also like you know one step away like every like right now i'll give you guys an example i renewed my my tags on my car renew my tags my insurance is up to date i don't jack base i don't want anybody anything but every time I'm driving my car and I see a policeman, he doesn't have to get behind me. 
anytime I see a police officer in my vicinity, I check a few things. The volume of my music, how fast I'm driving, where's my phone versus my my you know my AirPods. God forbid he not gets behind me. It's like I don't know how to drive again. All of a sudden, both my hands are on the wheel. I'm like, and I'm just thinking like, niggas is not safe anywhere. Like, you know, here, black people are like worried that you're one stop away. You don't even have to, she don't want to yell outside. Imagine if you call police to your house. Even sometimes when I'm in my house here and they come inside, maybe somebody calls the police at another apartment. I'm just like, let me just go and see my house. Because if they see me outside now, that's how they say that, you know, something entered mistakenly something. And I'm just thinking about like, I don't know if you guys agree. Like, I, I think I saw, um, I saw, yeah, somebody said every, all Niger- I don't, do you guys feel that way? Like when you go back home, like you just like, you just, pre- you, you're like your mind is like, anything can para here now. Let me just, yeah. <laughs> let me just be real. Oh, yeah. I haven't been back in Nigeria now for three years. You are not going back. Oh, oh love you, Kaka. <laughs> you are not going No, I, I'm still... Actually, I was supposed to go this year before Corona struck. And I actually had more reasons to go this year than, than I actually had initially. But I'm... Corona, because of Corona, anyway, I'm not going, to be honest. Well, I know that, like, if I do land in Nigeria today, I know, like, this week is there. I'm going to have to flip and go, like, okay, yeah, I'm in Nigeria now. Um always have to you know i'm watching my back and facing my front kind of thing mm-hmm. always got like be, keep your head on the swivel always <laughs> but i think uh i think to an extent you know i'll just throw in the chart it kind of keeps you alive in nigeria as well you don't want to be the guy that's just oblivious to everything yeah yep. and you don't want to be i think that to actually survive in nigeria you have to strike a balance you don't want to be overly aggressive and you don't want to be too laid back. Mm-hmm. So you just yeah. want to be in the middle like that and, you know, just try to survive and do all of that. That's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> like exhausting though. Oh, like, it is. Like, for, like, think about it, right? You wake up in the morning. So when I was working in Nigeria, this is my routine. I would wake up in the morning as it is for, if it's a Monday morning, I have to wake up by 4.30 a.m. I have to be ready by 5.30 a.m. to go to work, right? I'm going to get to work. Because I don't want to be in traffic. So I'm going to get to work. I'm going to go to work. Uh, I get to work by 6 45, 7 o'clock ish. Work doesn't start till 8 o'clock. So I get like a one hour nap before work. And on days that I'm lucky, if I finish early, say 4 p.m., before the crazy traffic starts by 5, I start adding up. It takes me about two hours to get back home. But if I eat 5 at work, it's either I'm going to stay at work till like 7, 8, 9 p.m. before I go back home. Or I just go to a bar and just chill out to like 8, 9, 10 p.m. And then there's no traffic and then I go back up. Now, here's the thing. 8, 9 p.m., that's when you have these miscreants on the road, the south yeah. and the whatnot. So it's all in Nigeria, it's always, always been a game of, I got to choose the lesser evil. Which one is going to stress me more? Which one do I think I can face today? You know, which one do I think I can work with? Which one do I can work with? And it's really, really interesting. And I think it's pushed a lot of people over the edge. Which I think where, that's where this protest is coming from, primarily. It's like a lot of people that are right on the edge and they're just waiting for something to push them over. And that has happened. And we, we're at a point now where, like, okay, I don't know if you saw a video of a guy that a soldier was trying to, like, he was, he was fighting the soldier back. 
Not even got the guy that picked the cutlass. The guy that picked up a cutlass and chased the soldier, right? <laughs> then there was another guy. The guy was actually getting flogged, like really getting flogged. Then the guy was still standing and was still shouting himself. Like, oh, guy, was, he, was he wearing a white shirt in the middle of the street? He was wearing a white shirt, like dreads on his head like this. And he was still like going that way. So you would, that it, it, it got into that point, you know. And I feel like in Nigeria, even the, especially in Lagos, you see someone wearing a suit. No means anyway, Chris. Like, <laughs> does, it's true. That's true. You best that's believe, true. like, that's the thing. So <laughs> let, me, let me tell you a funny experience, right? One day I was coming back from work. Uh, I didn't have my jacket with me. So I was really hungry. I went to KFC in Nigeria, but whatever, I was walking back. So I think that KFC not attracted some would love to think like I had money to give or whatever. So they yes. cornered me like in two buses. And one of them had a knife. The other one had a broken bottle or whatever. And here's the funny thing. In situations like that, no more, a normal person would be scared. But that day I was so tired. I was just like, what did you do? <laughs> you want chop chicken? Yeah, I <laughs> And this, that, that's the thing. The guy looked at me like he was exhausted. He was just like, we are no next thing. See? That's the, that's the sometimes. You, it, yeah, it's true. Like, you, if you, you, if people live like that every day, it's mental torture. And, I would imagine that myself yeah. in Nigeria right now, I'll probably join that. I'll probably be part of the protest as well because yeah. it's it's just we've got into that point where like something has to give. That's just yeah. that's like it's kind of you know it's funny you said that and it's like we laughed about it, but it's not fucking funny. It's like it's actually really just tiring. Like you know some you know that there's some days that like you finish work and you're, you're even right now in this pandemic, like you finish work in your house and you're just like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody else, like external people. I don't want to go on Instagram. Every institution in Nigeria is built to frustrate the normal person. So imagine you've now finished working. Everybody knows how working environments are. You have one manager that has been on your neck, you know, for you to take your lunch break. Now he was giving you shit. You know, if you don't meet your numbers, go go help you don't meet your numbers that day. You hear that one too. You now finally leave the space. And on your way home, you're stuck in traffic because roads are bad or there's an accident you can't get through, you know, and there's somebody who not corner you and wants to take the little that you have. It's just like inside the house, gun, there's no sanity. Outside, yeah. there's no sanity. The work that's mm-hmm. supposed to help me to finance better life, there's no we're just like no, I mean, ah, man, I, I tire. So like, I feel. I think it's great that we started with NSAS because first of all, they need to get us pull off the road to begin with. They need to go, but and then get we to can more move. things. I think because, yeah, then we can lead on to more things, which is I think the police, the whole police was top to bottom needs to be reformed. And from the video that I watched, they where the guy actually admitted that they were not trained to track cyber criminals also goes to show that like even their training is absolutely is absolutely outdated Fam, so, oj let me let me even jump in where you like that that point you just made somebody said they're not trained to catch cyber criminals why first of all you know all those whatsapp messages about 5g if to say our country gets yeah. sense 
why is that message why that message keeps circulating you know someone like oyaki lome now stood in front of his church and said <laughs> the reason why black, they are doing black lives matter is so they can install 5g that's sh- that just tells you and i guarantee when i was growing up everybody used to look up to this guy he's what's his name atmosphere yeah. for miracles or whatever like ah i know this guy is you know and i'm just thinking yeah if you just look at someone i was watching one of his videos recently i was like but what are they stupid though like I'm... do you know what's funny <laughs> do you know what's funny right i have uh well i'm not gonna call him a friend anymore but i had this colleague we did our masters together some samuel some of his books smart like really smart guy he's lived in the uk for like i don't know 10 he moved from nigeria when he was like 13 and so when this whole 5g thing came out he kept echoing pastor chris and i was like dude you're supposed to be smarter than this like <laughs> i mean let's come on and <laughs> I realized the level at which like religion actually traps people. Oh, fam. That's not to have fun. common sense anymore. And don't get me wrong, I've seen it many times, but like seeing it again, it's like <sighs> you know, that, that's actually a really good segue. I wanted to ask you guys, like, is it do you feel like <laughs> it is the responsibility of leaders, either leaders in like like in social space or in like religious spaces you know this is a general question for all of you guys do you feel like there's an expectation of them to speak up when issues like this happen because i wanted to talk touch on very briefly a lot of times when things happen i don't feel the need to like i don't always want to jump because by me by you know my bed you want you want to jump now and then something happened and they catch you and then you realize for example like there's outrage about something and then you quickly jump in and then the facts come out and you're like oh shit well i shouldn't have said that um so sometimes you want to keep quiet but there's certain things where i'm like either i know enough about it or i know from like you know firsthand i can go and ask someone like for example there was a picture that was trending about the five things that we were asking from the ig or something like that right when I first saw it online, I couldn't tell if it was real or not, or if somebody made it. So I, I texted FK. I was like, is this something that I should retweet? And she was like, oh, it's legit. It's legit. So I retweeted it. But the silence of, ah, some pastors are for my hand. Me that used to watch that church. I'm not, I can't watch that church again because we want it down. Like, there's some people that to today, they haven't said anything. And let me give you an example. There was a few weeks ago, I think on this show we talked about it, there was a girl that was raped in like an RCCG church. And mm-hmm. I remember, for those of you that don't know, my dad is a pastor in Nigeria. So I texted my dad and my mom. I was like, hey, did you guys hear about this thing? And they were like, no, like, I, you know, some, it's, it's really weird. Even with this particular situation, like sometimes the news will reach us here first. More. And our parents in Nigeria are insulated from this because channels, silver bed, all those people, they're not, they're not showing it because they're in pockets of politicians. So what's, what's going to happen? I remember texting my mom and I said to my mom, I was like, okay, see what happened. It was a Sunday. I said, see what happens the rest of today. See if they mention it in church or something. So I checked in with her Monday morning. She was like, 
she had heard because she went to dig for it, but the church leadership did not say anything. And the reason why I said whether the church says something is not because my dad is pretty high up there that like if the leaders are going to know, he would have heard that it happened. And I was thinking about it, just looking this past week over the last few days, like there are pastors that were shouting when Black Lives Matter, that the Black Lives Matter, even the ones that customized their salmon to include Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, then if you move from that space to some of the people, fam, I hear anybody, if I see some people that they wear jersey next year to do Nigerian independence, Shango <laughs> Mapaon, because they are bastards. Like, just, and it's so, you know what, why it's so, like, so poignant right now is Independence Day was just less than two weeks ago. So, are, some of them never post anything since that day, <laughs> safe. So, the Niger Jersey, the Nike, still did their page. But they're not saying anything. I want, you know, I want Yvonne. First of all, I've had Yvonne, Yvonne beef for a while because Yvonne was for supposed to be on this show. Too. Yvonne was supposed to be on this show and she cancelled on me three hours before the show. So, I've been angry. I've been holding that one since. The one that she now said that I, I don't want love you. They said they want to go and research. Ekpeleo in your Wikipedia. What are you researching since last week that you have not said, you know, and I think I was talking to my best friend last night. I was like, fam, simple. What did you say, Sophie? I said, I want your love panties. Sure. Fam, it's your, if, this is, this is, this is, because, Yvonne just posted, and I'm just like, oh, okay, ah. we're, we're doing copy and paste. We're doing ah, screenshot now? No, 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 screenshot? No, no, no. We're doing screenshot now. We're doing screenshot. It's so, a screenshot. So, wait, Yvonne posted, if I, Yvonne just posted, I think when the show started, I got a message that Ron Kerr posted too. So, <laughs> on YouTube, she just posted on YouTube. Oh, uh-huh. So, she just posted a whole video on YouTube. Let me, let me guess that she posted it and said, I'm not, I didn't add ads to this video, so I'm not going to make money from this video. <laughs> no. I mean, because yes. she did? No. No, but she was, apparently, just I, husband. apparently she was more, it seems like she was more defending her and her husband than more the anti yeah. That's from the That's comments. That's from the comments. That's what she did, basically. Say that again, please. Her and her husband. Her and her husband. Because, you know, Pe, her Mr. Ronke said, um, if you want us to talk so much, you should go and um, make your own platform, you know? <laughs> so don't envy other people on their own. So, and even Ronke was saying that her, she, she, she can do what she wants to do, her own platform. She, so not, is that what she know? said in the video? No, I haven't watched the video yet. That's what she I was in. That's video. what they were insinuating at the beginning because they're trying to defend somebody, why they Somebody came got mad at them and they said, if that like, you think between the two of them, one of them will have brain. But then I said, to to be equally yoked with someone, Equal, Abby, you have to have similar Abby. ideology. You understand? So I'm how not can you really, have sense that your husband doesn't? Um, I'm not really have, upset at them that that's the, because that one will cause fight. Because imagine now if the wife go and say something, and then the husband now go and go against the wife. Nothing for you. The rest Honestly, of the house. Mr. Ronke was just okay, doing okay, what okay. he was supposed to do as a husband. <laughs> Wait, so, so wait, I want to know, has anybody watched this video? I haven't watched the video. Lalu, go ahead. Lalu, you said you watched it? No, I haven't watched it, but I wanted to say something real quick. <laughs> um, so, nah, I'm, I'm not going to drag them. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but I ain't going to drag them. 
Not today. Wow. Um, but who did you, who so did you, you mentioned, <laughs> huh? This, Sorry, this, I just got a text from my family. Said so remember this week and last week, somebody I've texted Lalu during this show now. She looked at the phone exactly the same way and just done what she just did right now. So I just want to know you exactly. Know. Anyways, Love continue. continue. It Lalu. is what it is. They're, they ain't getting a response from Love is soft, Lalu. You love me with ignoring people? Ah, you also no. read this comment. Yeah, I love this. Anyway, back to this video. So I wanted to... Now. So, Sami, so, you mentioned... I'm going to backtrack. Just let's backtrack. Just, just backtrack multiple steps. So, Sami, you mentioned that um, you, you hope it's not a situation where they're pointing to certain people and saying, oh, you're the one that people are listening to, so let's attack this person. Um, now, uh, I, I, let's just ignore um, Auntie Orange for a second. Let's ignore Auntie Orange. Y'all know who I'm talking about. We're just going to put that one to, to aside. We're just gonna, filter? That yeah, we're just going to put, um, we're just gonna oh, put her aside for a second. This, I'm not going to even talk about her because her statement was just like, every move she made was just wrong. It was just that's wrong from the beginning to the end. It was just like- so many other things to do. Like she didn't have to do what she did. She did not. That's she the wild part. She did not have to do what she did. She like she was even cursing out people in this climate in her comments. She did not have to do any of what she did. She did not have to do any of what she did at all. Like it was just so like, girl, what? Um. Now, to your point earlier when you mentioned that certain people, you don't want them to like point um, fingers up. Do y'all remember when Two-Face was like really big on talking about police brutality like mm -hmm. years back? And mm -hmm. they kidnapped that guy and beat him the frack up. And like, really? yes, they kidnapped him. It was also like when he was like popping. Like, so everybody knew who he was. I mean, no shade to Two-Face, but, but like, I mean. Wow. But they kidnapped this guy, beat him up, and, like, he was he was hospitalized. Like, I think he was actually, like, supposed to die, but, like, you know, his, his fate yeah. happened for him, and he survived it. And he, like, was just silent after that for a while and then came back and started speaking again, but not with as much vigor as when he started. Because that was his whole thing when he started was, like, Two-Face was the guy who spoke about police brutality, who spoke about like the government and who actually spoke about corruption in Nigeria. Now, when we think about, that's where I think I feel a little bit of, I don't wanna say understanding, but empathy for the influencers who live in Nigeria or who have a major Nigerian following who are being very careful with what they're saying right now. Because they're just like, it's, I think it's that situation of like, yo, I could get popped quick. And I think it's like that situation of like, a lot of people are very scared, but nevertheless, a revolution does not happen without certain things happening. It's unfortunate. And a lot of times we have to think about like the long-term, the long-term effect. You know what I mean? Like the short-term effect is you being scared right now you not saying anything, which is what they want, but I can definitely like understand like the, the like I could feel some sort of like understanding in terms of like, okay, 
how do I say this? What do I say exactly? But you still need to speak. And to Orange, what she said was complete trash. You just have to speak, but you have to speak. Because at the end of the day, that's just, that's what they want. It's like, everyone's going to be scared. You're not going to say anything. The whole population is scared and you're going to live in absolute fear forever. But I do still understand like why some people are taking their time. And also some people are also working in the background. I think a lot of the times we are so quick to rush to really just jump in at people's necks like oh why aren't you saying something out loud and on like it's like day one you you know like day one of everything happening and like somebody said you know when you have a platform you don't want to jump because there might not be nothing to catch you it might just be you know and a lot of people are just some people i don't want to speak for everybody but some people might actually oh god somebody said brenda deserves to be bullied i don't think so i think brenda boy was had his brain i'm I'm coming to him right now but i think (laughs) (laughs) think, tell me remember we're trying to get Brenda on the show he already been here he don't need to come back um oh okay wow let me just finish my statement and then i'll i'll be i'm not going to drive go ahead go ahead finish up but I think that's one thing. And two, we need to be more. I mean, if some, okay, here's my thing. You know, I'm gonna, I said I was going to talk about Anti Orange, but I'm going to talk about Anti Orange. So I think the real issue with Anti Orange situation was this anger is really not a good thing in life. And you need to learn in life how to um, read the room. When the huge. Po- portion of your platform are Nigerians. And then you're talking about a bicycle. It's just like, who's riding whom here? And let me tell you, Nigerians carry that bicycle and they beat her, they float. They beat her with that bicycle. I mean, I don't want to, no one should ever be bullied in life. No one should be bullied. But I could really, like, it was the day of of the protest. (laughs) I'm not going to lie for that shit for real. It was the day. I don't want, nah, I'm not going to say everybody should be bullied. I'm I'm trying to be a child of God. I'm trying to make it to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Let me say this, right? Fuck that. Um, <laughs> well, then, there is that. And then when you do it, then fuck it again. Because that's some bullshit. Now, let me tell you why I have two problems. With but wait, wait, wait. Let me, just, let me just say one more thing. Okay. Let me just say one thing. While we are here, while we are dragging um, people and we're dragging people, let's drag the root of this cause, which is really the government because SARS has been around for a while they've just been called something different every single time no but that's the thing right no like i think that sorry 1992 people i I honestly feel like they did not drag um anti um anti-orange as much because like people stopped because no 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 no, people stopped because there's a larger issue at hand. There because after that whole day, after issue. that whole day, they left her. I mean, people are still then, irritated at their like, side comments. Auntie didn't allow them to leave her alone. I think that's the big problem here. She, every time they'll leave her alone, she'll come back. And she'll go, that's the problem. That's the problem. We need to attack. We really need to attack the root cause. Hey, pray said we can drag them both multitasking. Wow. <laughs> My thing is we need to attack the government. We the government because they've been around. They have been around 
forever. They've just been called different names, wearing different yeah. clothes. But no, and- like we are attacking Dolaolo. Don't you see whiskey? It's just every second whiskey they say, old woman, if I come out your teeth. Whiskey is, you know, if everybody. I like, if I come, if I come <laughs> whiskey Maybe is like. Bro, then you like really they are attacking the government, though. Like they are. Like that's are. the whole point of this whole protest. But I think we sometimes have no, time the government to, is what we're to say rubbish. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, so, Niger- so let me let me say I- this now. Laulu, have you finished? Can I say what I want to say? <laughs> All okay. I, uh, one last thing is, y- y'all know, like, if y'all are familiar with like that, you like person, you like person where they tell me they do closing prayer. Now that you don't really <laughs> I know one, one last, one last. <laughs> but one you keep last. asking me if I'm done. I was done, and then you ask me if I'm done. I have not know that you are done. But I want to say, well, that's the problem for asking the question. Oh, if sorry. you didn't want to ask questions, you're just carried on. I'm sorry. But, I what I was just like so if y'all have watched um Captain Captain America which one was it where like you know the snapping of the fingers I honestly think that's what needs to happen in Nigeria <laughs> just snap the fingers and you want everyone to come snap his fingers yeah that Thanos, just Thanos, reset Thanos is gonna do it and because there's no lights nothing gonna happen person will go well, use the, the rock to snap well well well. You know, yeah. you would not see where Thanos is snap. This is the problem with Outside. Nigeria. You have the problem with Nigeria because this so, is the problem. So let me say, you know what's funny? Before I even go to that, right? Nigerians have perfected. Nigerians have perfected the. Nigerians have perfected the way of smiling and finding humor in our struggles. I saw one tweet. Yeah, that part. Like, the tweet that has resonated with me the most in this struggle is. One babe, she said that she was at the protest and she saw this fine guy that he removed his shirt and she saw his abs oh. and she said she didn't know how to lose guys. You know that wow. only a Nigerian person will say that kind of fucking thing because, and I laughed Bro. so hard because as you, you did a struggle, they were like, <laughs> I honestly think comedy they were like, they were like somebody said, somebody said protest penis will make sense. <laughs> somebody said, um, protest um jollof better than burial jollof oh like, <laughs> it just literally everybody yeah, I cannot, and i, cannot, I think that i don't testify to that because i have no i've not tried the, protest jollof before it's just I, like I the think like comedy is like our coping mechanism like we, it has to be, if we don't laugh we'll cry if we don't laugh we'll cry which so is really this, sad right? well, i don't think we need to cry though ah, uh, we should cry <laughs> We should laugh and we should cry. You know the kind of you know the way we should do it. We should do that kind of way. You're like you are crying, we are laughing. Oh, people can't even tell the difference. It's almost like you know, you know the kind of you know the kind. Ah, you know, pray. No, the way I can do the kind. Can't tell the difference. The way the way I like to describe it is like that kind of tears. It's like you know when somebody offend you, someone that should not have the liver to offend you, and if they pay you that you cannot handle them the way you want to handle them. That kind of cry where I just like, <laughs> but they were pile. I'll kill you, but <laughs> that's kind of way you should be laughing. Yeah. Now let me come back. I want to rewind this. Any more fucking person that has been dragged deserves to be dragged, and I tell you yeah. why. Let's start with Bonner because. I love Bonner. See, let me tell you. Let me tell you people. Let me tell you people. Let me tell people why Bonner is pinning me. I saw. I paid money to watch Bonner three times last year. Three times. Best One, two, three. Life, bro. Motu Baposta. 
that's so you know, Mogba poster. So somebody even made me pay to go and watch Bona. What to what ticket to go and watch Bona album to put the already. That's just one. Now, you know there are some things in this life, right? As you guys can see over here, right? Let me even move this microphone for you. You see, there's this statement here that I feel like everybody needs to live by. It's always resist the fucking urge to shallow it. Sometimes people do not ask you shit. But you go to Time magazine, you go to all these interviews, and then you turn yourself to Freedom Fighter slash, you know, fellas incarnate. Nobody sends you. You know, yeah, know what my, you know, I know what my issue with Bona is. It's not even that he has things to say. It's that he used to talk like his own liver is higher than our own. That we are the ones that are weak. Like he talks to us like Nigerians mm-hmm. are the weak link. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, Nigerians, it's just Independence Day. The 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 interview that he did with, with Whiskey, he was like, Nigerians are not gonna do anything. Like, who are we? And as God will catch him, just a few days later now, all of this stuff started. Right? Sophie, don't vex me. Don't 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 annoy me. Don't fucking annoy me. Because Yeah, 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 You know, you know what the problem is, right? Sometimes when people when people think that when people think that people are expecting you to speak on certain things, like we assume that it's we're expecting you to like Bernard could have chosen to not go outside and protest whatever city he whatever city he's in and nobody would care. Right? They would let me let me wait, let me tell you why. If you had done other things the demand would have been different. Like, the sympathy would have been different. For example, let's say he said, ah, you know what I'm even, another reason why I'm angry, I, just, I was just talking about it now, he paid me, because you know that I have a crush on Steph, on, on his on his babe, and he now made that babe get dragged too, because that one too went to go and do hashtag he's walking. Is he Jesus Christ? You went to go and tweet, you know, you guys don't know what's going on, hashtag he's walking, he's coming, we're going down. But anyways, let me come back. So, Whiskey, I'll tell you guys this thing, right? When we had this show on Monday last week, we talked about this, right? And Whiskey was one of the few voices where I think in any situation, like Black Lives Matter, like in like think about the way the state of Black Lives Matter in America right now and the protests and everything. With jo- like George some people can say George Floyd is a tipping point, right? If you think about the wavelength of this protest and everything, Whiskey quoting Buari's tweet on Twitter was literally one of the it's like it seems like a small step but it was one of those things that pe- that started to give people audio liver on on the social media because they were like oh mm-hmm. so you, you can't talk right let's hear you you know let's see what you do now Bona went and did uh what's it called signboard and project um uh, what's it called? What's the one? Project yeah, and Didi project is it project rescue rescue be project adoption? Whatever project one that he said. Protect right? NG. Project protect, protect NG. Okay, that's what he said. Protect Nigeria. And I said, not only first of all, not only did he now first of all take his time, Otufu Anisha, if gave us assignments, I'm supposed to be reading your script. Is there an exam? You now said not only that you say I should read it, you now sent me to Instagram to go and be looking for another account to follow. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Don't get me wrong, right? Something I thought about this morning, and it was to loose points. So I'm now I'm going to transition from Bernard a little bit to 
the other ones. Me, I'll name them. You can call them at your orange. At your own care. At Ivono. At love you. At your last daughter gone. You. All of them. They are going to put them all in the same fucking bucket and drag all your fuck all your fucking heads. Let me tell you what my issue is with all of them. Right. I really hope none of us, everyone listening to this show, I hope we never get to a point where politics or the livelihood drowns out our ability to identify with humanity. People are literally dying. And I get it to what Laulu said. There are people in that Nigeria that their livelihood is connected to certain actions or certain establishments. As some of you know, some of you on this show, you know someone that, someone that is my friend. I'll give you guys an example. A few, last year, there was the, was it Oga Pastor? You guys should correct me if I'm wrong. There was that show on Indani, right? Last year. And that show, people know who that show was about. If you, I don't know if you guys saw that show. That, there was another pastor that was going through something in that time, last year, that was accused of certain things. And that show was running at the same time. The powers that be called Indani TV and told them to take the show down. And they took the show down. And the reason is their money is connected to the bank. And if the bank does not, the powers that be are controlling the bank. So if the bank don't pay, then they don't have money for job. I understand. I get that. So that one is like, about people, it's like choice and like nothing was confirmed and Kini Kankanikan is her word against his. Literally, people are getting shot. You can't tell me, even if you just said N-Stars, if that was all you said, if, who's a good example? If if Bernard did that, you know that that single tweet will have 30,000 retweets. That one, just that one tweet. And we're talking about, oh, you know, some people, and I know some people in diaspora feel this right now, like, Oh, my voice doesn't count. Da, da, da. I watched CNN last night, MSNBC, and the protest was on the news here. And it was on there because people amplified the voices from back home. Before it made it to news in Nigeria, it was on news here, and the rest of the world was watching. So you guys can't sit here and not tell me That's that. Clarified. Oh, he did what? Now, to clarify, I'm not saying that they shouldn't talk because. Um, they're scared. No, I'm saying they should definitely talk. I'm just saying that's what all I'm saying is this. Some of them were slow on day one and got it like Lalu. battered. Lalu, I'm but sorry. I'm wait, sorry. Wait. I'm so sorry. I have no fucking sympathy for them yet. It's not in this department. Let me finish. I swear, to, I swear to God. It's not here. Let me just <laughs> finish. I'm, I'm dying on this hill, bro. It cannot happen here. What I'm saying is this. They're, okay. No, no, what? I'm not going to mention this. But Fam, it does sound like I'm just... Black lives... You know what's funny? You know one of the people no, that I, dragged I, I them? Say, I, I relax now. Cool your chest. Cool your temper. I'm eating food I, snacks. I'm very calm. You know? Cool your temper. That somebody, your brain. somebody looked up... Somebody looked up the day your auntie's here posted about Black Lives Matter. I'm not defending any of them. Uh, they're not my answers. I don't claim. I don't claim any of them. But what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. For I'm not saying they should. They shouldn't talk. No, that's never the case. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Everyone needs to speak. Even if you're not Nigerian, you need to speak. You need to say something. Mm. What? That's all. Just I wanted to clarify because it sounded like you were. You were. You're trying I'd to say not that. Say that. Like, I'd not say that. I'd not say that. See, look. If you took 24 hours, right? While using the internet. Because no, 24 hours 
Let me tell you, 24 hours is not long. In people's worlds, things are, people, things are happening. You are busy. You could have been on set all day shooting something. We don't know what they are doing. They could have been all over the place. They could have been on the Some plane. Some of them to not have been on set. We, I mean, that's to. again, if you want to drag them for that, it's like, it's okay. My own is this. It takes me a shorter time to find the porn video I want to watch on Pornhub that some of these people to post what they wanted to post. Right. And I want to say that because of that singular fact, only people want it down. Now, let me not tell you this, right? The post, some people post their bicycle. Fine. <laughs> Let's say you want to post a bicycle. That's fucking fine. I don't know if you can ride the bicycle because she just leaned on the bicycle. It's even possible that she doesn't know how to ride it. But that's not why we're here. I said to someone that if she... Re- you know this, the second half of the caption? If she moved that part to the top, I will even give her half mark. Just the singular... But let me not tell you. When I started writing... Uh, you know, when I was a kid... I did not ride bicycle. OJ, how many times did you ride bicycle in Nigeria? I mean, I ride bicycle. Where do we have road to ride fucking bicycle? That you're not telling me that, oh, when I was growing up, I used to ride bicycle. Could you, are, you, are you a bastard? Who cares about your fucking bicycle? Now, all of you people that are shouting that we should leave them, kinikan, 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 them this is what happened, right? My own is, I'm measuring your behavior based off certain topics. When Black Lives Matter happened with George Floyd, all of you went, you put on your tattoo neck, neck. You put on your tattoo neck and you're black and he's, he's suddenly he's like this, right? Fist up, you know. And I want to ask you this, right? And this is the other part where it's also like super significant. Some of you, these, you know, let's use the beauty influencers or whatever, even musicians, a brand... They released their new line. They did not put the right shade of black. You drag them. You you should you you know you do twenty posts. We're giving you guys ultimatum. By next week Tuesday, if you don't release a new line that have black, we're going to boycott it. What shooting you? And you people are telling me you want to go and do research. Okay, that's fine. You want to go and do research? Are they still researching? Because can you guys give me update if they have finished their research? Because some people have not posted anything still. And I used to think that you had the right to not say anything if you didn't want to because you make a living off it or whatever. But for most of these people, the life that they live is actually what built the brand and allowed people to put money behind them. So you stand for something or you don't stand for anything at all. Like you don't wait till it's like lives are getting lost and then you don't want to pick and choose like, uh, if I say something... You know, maybe we received the wrong way, this one and that one. Like, and again, you don't have to say, you don't have to do like, some people in Nigeria right now, they're inciting people. Like, get out there, you know, protest, and there's some people that are just like, um, our voices must be heard, the fight must continue. And SARS. That's what they said, though. Some people, that's what they said, though. Some people are on the streets. They are there with their megaphone. Everybody has, like... The point I'm trying to make is everybody is involved at varying levels. The only wrong move in this whole situation is silence. That's the only way you can be wrong here. Like, you can say too much and retract it. Fam, you can even apologize to people. 
Like if you went and you got too passionate and you went and dragged the government and people now said, oh, the government is really trying. You say, oh, sorry, I did not see them trying. And people will allow it. What you don't get a pass for is being complete. Like your silence in many ways for people who are crying out for help, right? It feels like they are like significantly unseen because something will happen to them you know, a life event, they announce a baby or they buy a house or they do an empty, empty apartment tour. Hundreds of thousands of people will go and watch the video and they'll be commenting on the, on the video telling people, oh my God, thanks guys. Thanks for all the love. They're not post the next day, 24 hours later. Guys, I was so overwhelmed with all the love. Thank you guys for watching my video. Don't forget to subscribe. Because now that it's time for you to open your mouth, you don't have to tell me that, oh, it might affect how I make money. You know, it might affect my livelihood. That's bullshit. Especially when you're in diaspora. Especially when Netflix just cashed you out. Especially when you just got renewed for another season on HBO. Don't give me that shit. This, it's not affecting your, your livelihood. You just don't want to say anything. And by the time you want to say something, people don't need you. Like, and that's the worst place to be in. For people to turn around and say, Wow. I really thought I needed you, but I don't. Like, and I'll replace you. You know, one of the ones that really cracked me up was as they were canceling you people's Auntie Orange, they just put Dima's, uh, what's it called, her, her page, and they said, you people should follow. <laughs> follow this one, unfollow the other one. And I was thinking about it to myself that we're vocal about so much. Like, there's so many struggles in the world, though. Don't get me wrong, though. Many things are struggling right now. People are struggling heavy on varying levels. But, like, this is just not one situation where... This is not a situation for you to be silent. Simple. And, and you know the part that's trippy about this is we started talking about... Like, let me give you an example, right? I saw the tweets. That's why I added it to the show on Monday, right? Things did not really get to a boil till like, Thursday last week, right? So... All the up until now, it's been exactly one week, and me, I've seen it over the weekend, so maybe like nine, ten days now, and you still didn't say anything. From Burner to you know, Sophie made a point where they shamed Whiskey into coming out. Fam, shame is what has changed a lot of people's life in this world. Like, there's some people that Twitter is correctional facility, that's what it is. There are so many people, even see, let me tell you on that same Twitter, right. I've seen men that used to be misogynistic. Fam, I mean, if you you don't if you have not learned anything in, on social media, if you have not gone to set your own tweet from 2012, 2013 to be like, ah, I was I used to be mad. Mm-hmm. Let me go and delete this tweet that I was tweeting back then. Like, they will shape you into a better human being. But you just <laughs> can't fair, use that to like it's facts. Like you just can't now say, thank God I never watched that special because me I was going to watch it and. I was like, oh, let me support out of my anger. But yeah, I've frozen. <laughs> Chichi said I've always been awesome. Did they did they kick you off Twitter? Did they block you? <laughs> Chichi, come and talk. <laughs> did they block <laughs> Only twice. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, right? I just want Senda, you want to say something? Yeah, no, but continue. Ahead, no, I'll make the point. Oh. I want to just say this, right? I know it's like shits and giggles. And like, but here's the thing. 
I really wish people felt as passionate about the different layers of our struggle, right? And not the parts mm-hmm. that influence them alone. One thing about Nigeria, for example, is like these things that we struggle about is not the same for everybody. When I was in Nigeria, I don't know my siblings were here. Let me just you guys real facts, real quick. When we left Nigeria, we left Nigeria because I don't think I've ever shared this before. We left Nigeria because my dad used to run a furniture company, a really big furniture company in Lagos, and he used to have government contracts. And he worked on a government contract in 2002. And it was actually it was 2003, right before they, they were planning for the next election and they were furnishing Asorog, and they didn't pay him. So my mom and my dad said, fam, we're tired of this country. We can't keep, you know, going from hand to mouth. So they sold our car. They sold things in the house. And they basically put money together. And I remember this part vividly. We fasted and prayed. I'm not kidding. My family fasted and prayed for seven days. We did night vigil in our house. Every single night for seven days. And that was how... My dad and my mom would tell you that by God's miracle, the money came and then they left. I stayed back, but they left. And I used to think about like just last year, right? Or two was it last year or two years ago. I I cleaned out my my apartment. I took a bunch of shirts. I talked about this last week. I took a bunch of shirts to Nigeria. And I gave it to this guy. And I will never forget the conversation. The guy still follows me. Every time I tweet something, he's the only he's my only follower that I used to like everything I, I tweet. I'll tweet something, you're gonna like it. And in the car that day, he was like, Ah, boss, I want to be like you, man. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't have anything. Like, <laughs> why do you want to be like me? Like, I have friends who their parents live in Chevron Estates in Nigeria. I have friends that, you know, their their parents live in, in big mansions in Lekki and, and in Banana Island. My parents live in Shagamu. If you don't know where it is, it's outside Lagos. It's on the way to Ogun State. If you know where Babcock is, it's just not too far away from there. And I used to think to myself, so for, the, for me, it put things in perspective because I was like, fam, people see that there's a certain perception they have of me, even in my privilege, people, like, it allowed me to see my own privilege, even in the things that I didn't think I was privileged in. So, the Yvonne's and the and the Lovies and stuff, of course, like, they're a little bit removed, and I understand them being in a bubble, but, like, for the people that you interact with so much, like, even if one person got in your DMs and was like, hey, people are dying, oh, that, that, that should be enough to make you feel something like one person dying is enough for you to feel like i should say something much less people have been dying for years so sendo off to you i and that was that's actually a very great pivot let me just piggyback she says pivot i'm fucking good (laughs) um I wanted to like just because Sophie mentioned something earlier when she was saying that you know when she was having that conversation with her mom and um one thing I find a lot of people doing when it comes to relating to the older generation is what if that was me or Mm. what if you know or even 
they don't even have to be older just somebody just act, trying to get somebody to care it's like what if that was your sister or brother and for me i feel like you shouldn't have to look for any type of relation to that person to give a shit by virtue of somebody being a human being you mm. should care mm-hmm. and i think like and i don't know because genuine i genuinely feel that you know these police officials are like they're incapable of any type of like feeling but then you go home and like you see how these people are with their kids you know and how you know they'll probably oh my gosh yeah there was this tweet of this guy how he um encountered a SARS official and like they were trying to extort money out of him and his son called and then he was talking to his son and just being the best type of dad he was like wow even my dad hasn't talked to me like this before but he was trying to extort money out of like somebody who could possibly be his child and I think I don't I hate the fact that we have to always be like oh that person could have been my mom or my dad or my brother or my sister to give a shit um and I think as human beings we need to do better in that I understand that I understand why a lot of people do that but I think as human beings we need to just care um in regards to what in regards to just like people who have a platform saying something, I think that if you use, if you use someone's <laughs> likeness um, or aesthetics, quote unquote, that, and that sells your brand, you do have every responsibility mm. to s- speak anytime something is affecting that group or you know that community or whatever um because like without them you wouldn't be where you are right now um i i am definitely very disappointed (laughs) what did sophie say sophie said ah you say ah or did you say yes I was preparing to talk i was preparing to talk after sendo so i wanted to get some facts straight about the rocket right this video when I went there, he had 1.2k dislikes. So, no, like, yeah. And they rightfully not feel it. Because <laughs> I, like, I think I think the thing with even wrong care is that like you know when you're you're wrong, you're wrong and strong. Mm-hmm. You know, when you feel like there's a there's an issue that you should not be shouting about. You gotta, but you're you just gotta admire that though. Like just knowing that you're there, have, like you're like this is the line I'll die on. <laughs> No, that's rubbish because like she like there was a girl who commented on her um video and she was like saying like you know she basically called her out and then she was like by the way still love you Sha like the video is the photo is gorgeous oh yeah number one hater you've been a hater this this thing why why I saw that I saw that yeah acting like you you always wanted to you wanted an opportunity to come and be insulting me. I definitely definitely peeped that because, (laughs) but you know the funny thing about that is that social media doesn't forget, but we're also ridiculously forgiving because we are very because all that's that's going to happen now is that you come and put one note up apology and say no, it's giveaway. Should do a giveaway. Should do another in light of the in light of the recent events. African fallout space routine. Let's dance. In, dance in light of it. the recent events, um, I just I, I realized from ref- upon reflection and talking to my loved ones that 
you know, I understand how my silence may have been misconstrued as complacency. Um, for that, I am deeply sorry. I hope we can all move forward in a collective and loving manner. Yours truly. Human being like you too. Oh my! I don't write you this apology what? for people before. So that's how you. Know you know what? <laughs> Listen, you sound like very like you. Ah, I will not tell you who, but there's one apology that I've received before. That is a, a popular person. They came to come out, come and look for my writing skills. But anyways, Lalu, you're gonna say something. But um, Lalu, you're muted. Think, yeah, oh, okay. Um, you know what's crazy about what you just said? There's another another influencer who did something kind of similar, not kind of similar, but like did the whole like just bring the main topic to the front of your caption and then say everything else after. The second people came for this girl, you know what she said? Let me read what she said to you. The, immediately she said, "My feed post in support, um, my feed post in support of the NSARS movement in Nigeria had a previous caption that distracted." Yeah, so the i've listened to several people's feedback and recognized that multiple levels of my privilege were speaking before i'm an influencer i'm a person and i don't always get things right so instead let me help lend my voice in case anyone doesn't know what's going on and what's more information on how they can support that's all Ruke had to do that's it just admit that you're wrong and just say you know what and just, just say I, I was wrong. I don't, I don't know. You guys, you guys, you guys are even like, you guys are affording, you guys are affording them like more levels. Me, I'm like, look, if you're an influencer, that picture of the bicycle, for example, it could have been a paid ad. It could have been a paid ad, and I know, like you guys, you know, some of you guys, you have brand engagements. The brand has agreed that on this day, they are post. No, let's even say the brand said. You must post the bicycle. People must, must ride bicycle. You must post it today. Maybe in the beginning of the thing, you have just posted either ad or sponsored post or whatever, and let people know that okay, this one no. And not, you know what's even funny to me because some people are give, making excuses for them. You know, maybe if, if you don't want to mess with your aesthetics on your feed, all that lossy story story goes away in twenty four hours, and you just uh, post your story that this is how I feel about the issue. Leave my bicycle alone on the on the page, but he did not do oh, that. I'm actually gonna speak on that because what someone just said actually happened to me. I had um, a, a sponsored content that I had been delaying for. It's been a minute. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. It's been a while that I've been <laughs> that content, and it got to the point where the brand actually reached. They he actually emailed me, then called me, which was last week, and they were like, "Yo, are you?" You got our stuff. You shot it. It's been approved. Like, what's going on? And I was just like, "Yeah, there's a protest going on. I can't really post it. So, like, it's just going to have to wait. And I knew that that um, the campaign, it was to the point where, so if, if, if you don't know, if, for people who don't know how um, influences and ads work, you post the ad, then a couple of times passes, then you have to report stats on the ad to the brand. And they were going to report the stats to the brand today. And the post was not up yet. And they were just like to the point where they were like, okay, we completely get it. Like we completely understand when do you have a timeline for us? And I was just like, I don't have a timeline because this is not something that's going to end in time. So I can't even tell you what the timeline is. However, what did I do? I wish I literally made sure that the one that they, I was like, okay, how about we do this? You have, you approve this other content that I created with a Nigerian outfit. 
And then I can post that as an ad. But however, my stories, I'm not going to post a story. I'm just not. There was a story that had to go along. And I was just like, I'm not going to post a story because I just knew that my story was going to say something different at the yeah. time. And I think that's what um, for influencers we need to, it, like, it could be difficult. Like Osami said, it's like, so let me just give the perfect, like, solution. Just because you're making money doesn't mean you stop caring about people's lives or stop caring about what actually matters. Like, they don't, no, that does, that's not how that works. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sophie. I think, I think first, yeah, I think personally, like, oh, sorry. Sophie, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, like, I, I'm hearing all that, right? And uh, I just want to say this. Oh, just one moment. At ahead. any point in time, as an influencer, yeah. you can always ask people. You can always ask a brand. Sorry, I'm not comfortable posting it yet. Yeah. Like, no one's going to kill you at the end of the day. The most they'll say is the contract is canceled. And that's just that. Like, that's happened to me before. The contract to be canceled, it'll be canceled. This is what it is. You move, on, yeah. you move on. You lose that coin. That is what it is. So that whole like idea of like, oh, aesthetic or whatever, whatever, like I don't, I'm not buying that one. Yeah. I just wanted to say, like, whenever Sophia should say this, so Sophia is being tribalist. We are causing divide. So whatever I'm about to say is going to be divisive. But I've said this several times. Send the continue loving, but I will send us the same thing too. Cause I've said this in certain situations and I feel like when I say this, I'm not defending anybody or I'm not giving an explanation for what their actions are. I'm just expressing what I have noticed during my time here in America, right? And I think it's the difference in what I call like folks who were born and bred in Nigeria and like we've lived, we lived through that so we understand it. Like if I, if, when I hear NSAS, I had a first-hand experience of what happened to SARS. So I know if anything is happening, I'm going to be at the forefront of it. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be all that, right? But there are folks here who enjoy Nigeria. When you go there for December, you will carry your first-class boats to the Nidas Beach area. Where it's not you go to Ilashe. Thank you. You will go and do bread. It's like five people on your one head. It will take you two hours. <laughs> you will go to club and there's people that are escorting you 24-7. Like, the experience in Nigeria... It's catered to just one bird view. It's like copy. A copy is saying, oh, well, the same people, well, this, all that. There's levels to your experience. No. My my issue with this particular thing and with the jackies of the world and the ruined carriages and everything is I see from my end, like I'm especially as an influencer who like I live here, but I'm very Nigerian, but I'm not also I'm not American because I don't have passports. So I'm I'm more Nigerian than anything else. And I grew up there. Like it's a different passport we're carrying. I see how my success is oftentimes overshadowed, for lack of a better word, by your affinity with my country or our country as a whole, right? So you see with the Ankara and the Drone Rush challenges and the, oh, because you're Nigerian, there's a uniqueness about you. You know, you want to do a Netflix HBO special. You do a just talking about your African parents. You're going to YouTube video about pranking your African mom. There's so many things about that culture that you bring with you to here because you need to you need to feel, because you're two, so you're American and you're Nigerian, so you feel an affinity to both. But honestly and truly, you're also closer to the American parts than you are to the Nigerian part. And that's like, that's honestly just what it is. So now mm. in situations like this, it's easier for you to say Black Lives Matter because you can relate a lot more to the Black experience here than you can to the SARS experience in Nigeria. You can say you want to shout in SARS and be like, I want to, you know, my people, my country, whatever. 
But oftentimes, you've never even had any relationship with the Nigerian police, except for when they are helping you as a bodyguard or like a men for you or your family, or you're even there like in and out. So I think that's where like I I talked to one of the influencers about this, and I was like, she was like, explaining to me, she was like, oh, so how am I supposed to draft this rice? And I was kind of like, sis. The way you have been, I've been seeing you on your Instagram, you've been acting as if no, you knew this thing. You even knew Nigeria, but I mean, I knew Nigeria. And for you to come, when she came to ask me about how to post and what to say, it allowed me to think about like sometimes folks don't, I'm not even making an excuse, of, but sometimes folks just don't know, right? And I think the guilty part and the sad part is you've built, they've built this idea of, you know, they're African and they're proud and this and that. And when moments like this come, Nigerians or Africans were disappointed because. We put you on this pedestal because you carry, you're showing us to the entire world. But then when it, when push comes to shove, you have no clue what I'm actually going through from to, to even start. Sophie, I, I actually, I actually agree with you a little bit. I think, I think for a lot of us, we are, especially a lot of us in America, we are Nigerian in America. Like, I feel more Nigerian than I feel American. I don't remember that I'm American most times that I need to vote. Oh, I need to travel to Nigeria when I bring out my second passport. Facts. Um, but for them, they are American that get to experience Nigeria. And I think that's the difference. But I also think I see the anger and frustration of Nigerians as new pride. Because there was a time where we used to just be so glad that this artist or this person identified with Nigeria. Remember the time when uh, Alicia Keys was playing Whiskey and all of us were like, we have made it. We have fucking made it. You know, we're going to win Grammy. And, you know, I think a lot of us have moved from that point where we're like, yeah, you should feel proud of it. But let me tell you people one thing right now. And I think Dami of Amplify Africa is on here. So, Dami, don't hold me to this. If you see me about to do this, I'm going to pour cheap champagne on one of these people, in cheap, cheap Hennessy on these people in Nigeria if I see them. Because let me tell you right now, you know, and this is the thing that used to annoy me, is that you can't... Okay, let me give you guys an example. I've been to Mexico five times, Right? I've been to different parts of Mexico. Every single time I go to Mexico or I'm here and I see something related to Mexican news or whatever, or even the elections, I I care, right? Most African countries, something happens, I'm looking at it. My best friend lives in England. Something happens there. I'm like, I'm watching their news. I'm watching Boris and the rest of them in their parliament because I care about people and things in in the different spaces. You don't get to elect which part of being Nigerian that you choose. And the reality, um, Ajika said this earlier, the reality of many Americans in, in America, many Nigerians in America, or Nigerians or Americans of Nigerian descent, majority of them only experience and identify with Nigeria from December 9 to January 5. That December period, that's when they remember that they are, you know, Nigerian. They literally picked that window. That, And, you know, 
<laughs> somebody said something earlier, right? The reason why I just referenced that means I went to a concert. Lalu, you were there. You and I went to a concert in LA. Uh, our friend was there. I, and I said, where did I go? And you you have, you know, uh, Bernard Boy will come to their city now. They'll be there. Oh my God, my uh, fave is here. Uh, or, you know, uh, what's it called? Davido will be in town. That's when they'll be doing, you know, uh, Femme. They want to be around all of the 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 glamorous pieces of it because that's when they now want to remember that they are friends with them. You know, Temi. That is the issue, right? Temi, my post, Mister Easy. Maybe they're doing one big thing and they'll go, "Oh my God, I love, I just love the love." Should be that one too. Is as as much as that one is Nigerian gone. Her privilege is put her in a different space from us and even that one found time to say something of course her sister on the other hand was moving like a weary but that one is you know it's the pink hair let's just leave that one on the side and i just feel like you just can't elect that's my that's that's where i leave it is you can't elect you can't opt in and opt out of what is some people's lives like what is the the difference between you opting and opting out for some people is life and death. And that's just not okay. You know, so I feel like it's, it's just, that's the reason why it's so painful for people. And I just don't feel like you should be like, oh, you know, because here's what's going to happen. We're already in October. December is coming. I guarantee you that if not for Corona, what the flood will go in. They'll go down and start, they'll be planning all their fits. You know, they talked about going to braid their hair. They have gone to their tailor. They'll be looking for Ankara styles all year that they've been saving to their collection on Instagram. It's, you know, when it's not time to go to Nigeria, you now start shipping it to your tailor to go and buy. Then you see them do Instagram story, come to the market with me, walking to Jack on Day Market to go and buy fan and 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 a basket bag. You are all mad. That's just so. At the end of the day, you don't have to say anything. It's fine, but like. Like Bawu said earlier, like OJ said earlier, like for so many things, people are already on on edge. There's this is one video of this one young man. I saw a video of him. He was in a car and he was driving along and he was like, he was the boy that said he was not wearing a shirt. He was the boy that said his father is a coward. And um, I don't know if you guys saw that video. He was like, the older generation is okay with mediocrity. And like, he's only, he's been out of school for nine months he hasn't found a job and he's already tired like how can you guys not be tired and that same guy is the sort of the encapsulation of all young nigerians for so long we've just been like i'm not okay with this problem but i'll just exist inside the problem let me just try to make a way you know everybody knows they just a jamam to make to also to just go to let me just squeeze myself let me just as long as i'm not entering trouble everybody just leaves me we have not reached the point that please oh i guess the other part that is spinning me that i should tell you people is i was looking for nike jersey last year woke up no two years ago when they released woke up jersey some motherfuckers went and bought that jersey and we could not we not, that jersey was out of stock that jersey was out of stock we were lining up at nike store 
Means you remember in London or the food up place, they line up while looking for Nigeria jersey. I bought jersey in small size because they don't get my size. Just say me, I feel like I'm saying how they watch and when game they happen. People now tell me last two weeks ago now, Nike they send the people new shoe, then they send the people new jersey. <laughs> hey God. Let me I think to a large extent you're very right in the sense that like uh if you benefit from being Nigerian you should also be part of the struggle. But at the same time, I feel like it's a, it's a bit of a distraction. I think as a people, we should own our struggle. Ourselves, regardless of whether one influences is coming or not, or whether there is substance. Because even more than anything, there are someone tweeting or someone putting things on their platform. I think what's most important is the tangible, is the tangible contribution to whatever is going on. So if you're not using, the thing is, either way, the people that, I feel like if you don't say anything, it's even better for than for you to make it a footnote in your posts or whatever. But I also feel like it shouldn't be the main focus. Drag them, we should drag them, absolutely. And they should get a reality check when, let's say everything is said and done and then they want to come back and then still want to have that same thing. They should get a reality check and be like, hey, a personal non grata here, nothing for you at this point. So, like, I feel like when they get that kind of reality check, yeah, things might change. But I feel like as individuals, the first instinct is to protect whatever it is that fits you, which I think is what fits these people, to be honest. It's their work. And they want to put that, you know, they want to put that first because, well, as human beings, we're selfish. You know, <laughs> but Jose, you, know you know what's funny, though? One of the reasons why... I hear that, but I also disagree with it, is I've seen brands plan for entry into different markets. Like, I know people that are, that are like, influencers, right? And a brand wants to launch a product. They want to work in, in a certain space. Even my company, we want to do something. And we point out, like, for example, I work for a car company. We released, we launched our car a few weeks ago. And we picked people on Instagram. We're like, this one's aesthetic fits the car or fits what we're doing. So we're going to pick that person. The reason why I'm saying that, it ma- like even saying the minimum, of course, don't make things a footnote. The reason why I'm saying that it matters is people are watching. Like, I think for a lot of us that don't see it is that, you know, <laughs> Sophie said you didn't pick me. Do you know how much the car is? The cheapest car is 169000 you said, if I say, if I say, if I collect your pants, sell them, it could, it could be, <laughs> that's the only way I can afford it. So let me just say that we just leave ourselves. But, you know, these brands are watching, people are watching, the people that follow you are watching. And the best way to think about it is this. Think about when you post a friend of yours on your story. For you ladies, like you post one of your cute friends, Right. Then you now come back and view the story maybe half a day later and see how many times people clicked on the person's handle to go and see who to go to that person's page. That is a simple that gives you a simple understanding of what amplifying voices does. Like now imagine when you have um, four million followers across your different platforms, even if it's only a hundred thousand people that tap and go to the page, they might not stay there. They might not learn anything but there are few people that will continue to amplify those voices. So it's enough for you to say, 
your piece. Even if it's just a little piece. I'll give you an example. Monday now. Today is Monday. I have a job, right? Worked. I worked all day up until this show. In my personal, my professional space, who cares about answers? Like, I have some Nigerians that work at my company, but but on my LinkedIn story later today, I'm going to post, you know, some of the, the stuff so people that follow me can see it. Because when it's Black Lives Matter, when it's this thing, things matters, when it's LGBT, you know, rights and everything, I speak on them. Whether it involves my work or not, it's an extension of myself. So for them as well, like, again, like I told you guys, there are some people that they have carried megaphone. There was Lekki toll gates at 4 a.m. And there are some people that did not leave their house in that same Nigeria. But there are ways that you reach people and there are ways that you, you know, amplify voices. And, you know, even if on this show right now, right, we talked about like whether or not we're doing the show or not. And I'm going to tell you guys, like, personally, as a show, we donated $100 last Friday, I think. Today, I'm going to match it again, actually, and donate $50 on behalf of the show and $50 personally. As I've said it right now, everybody here can just quiet too. But there can be one person that's like, you know what, I'm going to donate $10 to. And it might seem like nothing to all of us that are speaking on it. But there's like, if I touch one person and I made one person act, that's more than enough. So when you say something like that, like that's all it takes. And I think one voice, one voice, one voice, it continues to multiply. And then we all become this noise that affects the change that we're looking for. See, eh, some of these people, they don't need, if no Nigerian brand gives them money, they don't need it. For, by the time Nigeria, is it Nigerian brand that's going to give them money that will convert to dollars that will affect Jackie in those pockets? Probably not. But it at least lets the people that you care about that are there identify that you that you see their struggle. In that same Nigeria in December, traffic would day four or five hours. People would drive to meet and greet to come and see you, to come and take pictures with you. But they're dying and you can't say shit. Come on. Anyways, before I go on, first of all, somebody said, I think it was Praise that said this earlier. What's it mean, Boboi? I've already been angry. My anger I've been since last week. I've been looking at all of them. Because God forbid somebody say they are way too big again. I will shake away for him because he's a bastard. And because I'm too big. Oh. I just I, I just don't want to hear anything. If if he says way too big, but anyways, I'm sharing the the thread for everyone. Um the rancho, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, we put out a lot of information from ways to donate, um, from things people are actively doing on ground, ways to stay informed. Um, if you know anyone that wants to join the protest, it's another peaceful protest. The protest going on across Nigeria tomorrow, um, 9 a.m. And shout out to people in America, the ones that actually went out to, to protest. May I not go? Shout out to Houston, folks. H- Houston, Houston, did they have one in DC? LA, yeah. Oakland. Houston, no, I did not go. I tell you right now, before you come and drag me, I did not go. Corona is outside. It's still outside. So me, I'm going to be inside. I'll use my money and my mouth, yeah, to add oh, London. Yeah, <laughs> London. I saw some people uh, did in Dublin. Um, I think I saw one in Paris. Like shout out to all of you guys that went out, man. Um, Canada. Yeah, I saw that as well. Somebody said they had three in Canada. Sometimes you forget how big that Canada is. 
Is it Saskatchewan? Yeah. Uh, there's one uh, before you realize the distance between Alberta and, and Toronto. Someone <laughs> was like, uh, when you ready to go to I'm like, they're protesting in Toronto. Like, but that's by flight from where I'm in I'll, I'll be in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, shout out to you guys. You know, Adrina said ATL. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, Yeah. look. In the same vein as we have dragged some of these people, you know, there's obviously a seriousness to this conversation, and people are dying. People are dying. People are getting jailed. People are, you know, see, guys. I saw videos. There was a man. There's one of the ones that that stuck with me. This little boy that was standing. There's there's two pictures of him. There's one picture where you see him standing on the street, on the side of the street, his hands on his waist, and he's just watching the police down the road. The next picture you see of him is him getting buried. Like, and that's literally like, it's just, it's so much going on. So, again, please, you know, retweet when you, when you can, you know, unless it's affecting your aesthetics. Um, you know, Share with your friends. Your um, was that yeah. <laughs> just a quick one? I want to take like a quick poll, right? Does anyone yet think like violence is absolutely necessary or not? Ah, uh, no, yeah, please don't. No, no, okay, uh, wait, no, no, no. Wait, the answer wait, to your question wait, is yes. Wait, wait. I because, wait, yeah. yeah. I so right. Um, what's his name? Um, Felakuti's son is it Sean Kuti? Yeah. yeah, there's like oh, plenty of them, but yeah, there's Father Fella, there's a bunch of them. He was saying that you can't, you can't beg your oppressors to stop yeah. oppressing you, yeah. and I genuinely yeah. feel the same sentiment. Okay, and okay. I was telling yes. Sophie today that like this whole concept or this whole idea of like peaceful protest like yeah yeah obviously like we shouldn't have to shout but like people shouldn't have to like be peaceful because right now for me it it communicates to me that only if like it's only belligerent people that they are killing but it's not and that's the idea that they're getting out there but that's not that's that's not the reality of it all like even if somebody is belligerent you have zero rights to take their life and this whole concept of like while being peaceful while being peaceful yeah is great and all but these people don't even see you as human beings now i'm not saying that people and they were dodging they killed a 10 year old boy wasn't it in sulurere i'm sorry i can't i can't pronounce they killed a 10 year old boy Wait, guys, I'm not Yoruba. My tongue, my tongue is very middle belt. Yeah. Please, God. Make fun of God. <laughs> okay, so for me, for me that, that's true that you cannot beg your oppressors and you have to take your freedom. And there's absolutely, there's absolutely no. I haven't read it anywhere in history that says that nope. uh, protest, uh, peaceful protest. Yeah, already gone. So if you don't, just be going. Has actually caused any kind of like dramatic change or any tectonic it change. It has been yeah, exactly. So here's the thing here's the thing. I feel like we're at this point where every sacrifice is necessary. Period. And what I what 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 I'm trying to what I'm trying to like I said I'm very pensive right and what I'm trying to internalize and try to think about is 
or how far we're willing to go other people and huh. now a kid is dead people no. are dead already and we say we're still and we say and we say that we're still being peaceful the truth is whether it's a policeman that shot whether it's a sass that shot another sass or it doesn't matter anymore blood has been spilled and there's no going back on that and even though, like I said, and this is where, for me, is where I feel some type of way when talking about is I'm not even in Nigeria currently, so I can't even ask anyone to go like, oh, you got that. The question is going to be like, what about you? But I want what, what I'm trying to say is there should be some sort of way. If this thing gets violent, we should have a way to protect the most vulnerable sort of people. Yeah. And I think it's something that we should actually anticipate. Because right now, I know like, there's a lot of people raising money to be like, okay, let's treat whoever's been injured and all that. And what I would like it on every struggle is going to need money and they're going to need resources. And if it does get to the point where a line is going to be drawn in the sand, then we, even we that win the diaspora, we're going to we need to feel some sort of need to fill out shoes with some sort of responsibility and go like, okay, this is what we're going to do to Brexit because I feel like it's going to go that far. Fam, OJ, let me tell you, I, the reason why this protest is peaceful is because we have not bankrolled weapons. No, there are weapons in Nigeria. I, no, let me tell it's you. It's not about bankrolling. Let me tell you, see, about bankrolling. Let me tell you in this country, in this America here, right, there are certain <laughs> protests that you can tell certain organizations are putting money behind certain people because they have their own yeah. benefits to gain. In this particular situation, mm-hmm. it's because the people that are on the road at a greater number don't have the like the resources to match. Should be in America here. Yeah, you have people who, when they were protesting Black Lives Matter, some you know groups in certain cities that had guns and whatever showed up with their rifles and everything. And of course, police didn't shoot there because they're like, if you shoot, this one's to shoot you back. But in Nigeria, you can go and be moving to people because they're like, oh, last, last, all they will do is shout. Then they have megaphone. They don't have... No, not really. Not really. Because I feel like... And this is what I'm saying. Like, I've witnessed periods where in that country, even though I was really young at the time, and later on, later on, I understood that people were pushed. And the catalyst, or let me say the people that are capable of violence but don't say anything, are literally like waiting for the battle cry and what i've what i've noticed is like people that oh, play yeah, yeah. biggest roles in those in those in in those kind of things are traditional rules so i grew up in a town and as old as a lot of me for your years what that man says goes in Ibadan as well mm-hmm. if Ulubado says something Ulo. believe me because you will be surprised at the guns and cutlasses and the level of violence that can be unleashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go all the way to Ogun State, mm-hmm. some of you are from Ogun State now, right? Mm-hmm. You will see if it's Agowie or Shagam or Remo or Ijebubo mm-hmm. or Ijebude, all those places, if their traditional rulers say something, that's it. It's going to be, it's good. I mean, it's going to be really serious. Go all the way to Ifeh. The Ifeh Mudakeke war went on for God knows how long. I was still young then. People would come all the way down as like almost refugees in the way. And this is why I'm saying this because when I was, I think I was about six or seven, that was when the Northern War was really going on and they were killing Christians and Europeans and all of that. 
And there was this load, there was this trailer that uh, that just 7 a.m. in the morning parked. And people were just coming down, displaced people, you know, people that had lost families and all of that. And before 2 p.m. that day, over 30 houses were dead in other town. It wasn't because they came down, they all went to the palace of the Alarmi directly. And Sabo, and everywhere, almost everywhere you but like there's a Sabo warehouses and mm-hmm. whatnot. It became a slaughter ground. Right. So I've no I th- this thing is possible. And right now it seems like there's not like any major local backing just yet. But I no, think I think I think and I think that's to answer your initial question. To yeah. answer your initial question, and I, I think I think that's why it hasn't gotten violent. And I think yeah. a lot of the people that are pushing for it right now don't want it to be violent. They just want the reform to happen. But I will say this if it goes on long enough. I, I want to say something. I want to say something, right? There's no retaliation. I want to say something, but I'm going to say it in a way without saying what I want to say. I've tweeted this already. Some people know where these SARS people live, but oh, things, ne- but things never happen the way it's supposed to happen. That's how you know that it has not reached. Like it's boiling, but it has not. I don't think it's gotten to the to the to the tipping point to the actual tipping point just yet, because in my mind I was like. Fam, if we just organize people, go the one in your city, all the size in your city, maybe we'll just get out of them so people can know now that we're not playing. But yeah. the reason why that some of that has not happened is that maybe it's like a maybe it's like I don't know, maybe if somebody has to be live streaming or CNN is like watching or BBC Pigeon is like recording live I, and someone and see, someone's important gets shot or something. Like yeah, it's not gonna be someone in yeah, I think it's going to be somebody important that that's going to happen to. Or it's just going to be that, like, everyone, maybe, I don't know, the, the women, the market women, they actually play a very important role in Nigerian society, oh, yeah. more than people mm-hmm. are credit for. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, they go to whoever, the yellow deal, the Yalba, whatever it's like, whoever is the head of the market, they take it to yeah. the king, it becomes something else entirely you know i mean I feel like, we hope we hope that it doesn't get look to answer your initial question in every revolution lives are lost plain and simple yeah um and i think we hope that we can get the change that we want without losing too many lives but i think anyone that understands people and understands change knows that there are sacrifices that need to be made people have been dying in this country let's use america for example people have been dying on black lives issues for 40 50 years and people are still dying today and they are continuing to die so and the change has still not happened so for us to get to the point that we're going to get to in any look at all the african countries that have seen change let's look at rwanda let's look at you know um sierra leone or let's look at ghana like there's some lives that unfortunately get lost in an attempt to make the change. The hope that we're, we're going for is that we're not looking back at this three, four months from now and it's hundreds of thousands. Um, that's what we're praying for. But anyways, I mean, I feel like I've kept... I mean, it's not going to be hundreds of thousands because of that scale and in a place like Nigeria, that's going to be civil war. But I'm thinking like... Do you, do you think, just, do you think it, we're, it, we're it, far away from the civil war? Do you think like... Oh, no, no, we're, we're actually... 
I think for civil war, we're still a little bit farther from that for now. The reason why I said it is because like the people that are actually like catalysts for it, they're like, they don't, none of them. First, somebody yeah, that I feel like probably actually. would have done. Yeah, no, I hope that, that I don't, I hope it doesn't get to that skill because that's, that's just, that's going to be horrible. But I feel like for the little thing that the people are asking for right now, which is fucking answers and reform the freaking police force and just stop killing us. I don't think we're going to get to that point, but I also feel like it, Nigeria is such a place that like currently the people that hold on to power, they will do anything to keep it, including killing people. And I think the only thing that they respect or the only thing that they respond to is violence as well. Yep. So if you try to talk to them, then they will never know. It's the same way like the idea of police come and be like, oh, don't worry, this is bad, that sucks. That's a lie. Yeah. They can release statement from now till tomorrow. So what are we saying is for, a, for like so a decree to be made or for like this thing to be written in stone to say, okay, SARS has to go, and then we will reform the police force. There has to be a fair factor in there. And the fair factor is that we fear the people and what they're capable of doing. But I feel like for the people that are actually capable of like carrying out violence, bringing them to the right side is very key. And that's what I was mentioning traditional rulers. And I was like, okay, look, if he gets to that point, they will play a huge role in being a catalyst that's going to make it like that's going to make that happen well i think like whatever what we're asking for right now i think it's also an indication of how terrible the current or how much of a devil this current leader does to say that like stop killing us no i mean that's the answer no <sighs> well, so it tells you like for you to do for you to make someone like that listen to you you actually have to get into their face. You and know, make you know I'm going to say this, right? And to close this out, I'm going to say this. Me, I cannot tell people to be violent. <laughs> but hmm, that's all I want to say. There's so, no but. Mm, it's there. You, you no, might not need to tell people see, to be violent. The thing that everyone wants to feel know like... that they need to know to do what they need to do Mm-hmm. One year back, if we were going to sorrow, so yeah, with him, hmm, I've already said what I want to say. So, <laughs> yeah, but that, so tomorrow, now, right now, I just read on someone's status. Like, before they hold me tomorrow. at airport now in December and say that yeah. I can't that because I was they're gonna do, <laughs> they're gonna do, there's gonna be a protest in Paraco tomorrow. If I know anything about Niger Delta boys, yeah, that is not gonna be peaceful tomorrow. I mean, if unless the police themselves. Wasn't it, wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Was it? Um, Port or was it Rivers that the governor banned protesting? Which one? Was yeah, it's River State, but River State is not the kind of place. I mean, the thug, the, the governor is a thug himself, but they do understand <laughs> that place. No, it's true. No, I, somebody that is carrying contrast as if it's Legolas. What, what I'm saying it's is, in, in places like that, even someone like Wiki himself understands that, like. If these boys come out, it's better for the police to just off their uniform and just go and hide somewhere else. Because <laughs> it's true, this guy well, is not. Tomorrow we shall <laughs> be watching. By this by this time tomorrow, this this episode and last week's episode will be live. If you're in Nigeria, please be safe. If you have cousin, family, friends, please, tell them please to be safe. be safe. But based on one or two protocols, we have been shouting. We're down the line, we're down the line. <laughs> Some people might actually just... Mm. Um, 
Sophie, before we leave, is that are you trying to put a little curtain thing around your? That's cute. Wave my bed. Oh yeah. You also do like mosquito nets. Yeah, I'm in tears. <laughs> I really want to do mosquito nets. It's take me back home. <laughs> you know, bring me back to my my, girl, my childhood. <laughs> That's cute. Your bed looks like it's made. Ah, did you make it because of us? The question I asked is not out of pocket because it's Trisha. But anyways, I want to ask this other last question. Last question before we leave. I'm a fog body. This, did you say are you a fog body? No. That's honestly what I heard too. That's right, what Laulu? I heard. That is what I heard. I was like, for oh. For me or for everybody? Wow. Nigga, take me on a date first. Shit. Like, you want to take my pants or you want to take me out? Like, um, all right. Like, what <laughs> um what is this come why do women think that this putting their cap on the wall is fashion statement ah it is so me i'm waiting for my own cap to wait this is they have cap over there that's cap one <laughs> and there's going oh. to be a one of cap <laughs> women it is it's pretty women like to do this when i see women do this thing, you like basic beach wait, behavior wait, why wait, do you like to do like this did i not see cap in your room one time i'm so confused sammy had his hat on top i know sammy what do you mean ah it which cap? turn off your green screen it's okay just turn off your green screen turn real quick and turn around you spell the word his bed is not laid his room is not clean. He has dead there. The park Mess up. Mess up. I will open your yard. Because the bear is perfect. The only reason why I don't want to remove it is because I've covered the fan with shirts. I don't want you to see my uh-huh. setup. Let me even show you guys. I want to fold my hand. Only run. So it's... I want to make sure it's not green screen. Make sure it's actually really. I want to show you people. Look. So I covered that fan with black so it matches my background. That's uncap on the wall. I be Ioni. Oh, your camera. I remember that wall. That wall it was a very special. My cap my cap is inside the closet, hidden away from people's eyesight. That's where your cap should be. You women will put your cap. They be they be, they be doing it. Some will not do it like line like this. They be doing design. You know what's funny? All of us, everywhere Anyways, I know has, has a wall. It's, just, it's so hilarious to me. Anyways, put your cap inside your room. Somebody just texted me inside, you're a liar, Sha. Come and show me. Liar. Where's the... Oh, no. The person, the person, the person that's texting me this, that said I'm a liar, their own, they have cap and wig on the wall. That's why they are mm-hmm. shot. That's why they texting me nonsense. Nonsense. You don't even let me open your ass here. But anyways, um... It's so funny how things happen. This last this week we had planned to talk about domestic violence. If 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 we could just move from one heavy topic to another. Um but you know, we'll reschedule that conversation and you know, like I said earlier, hopefully everyone stays safe, your family stays safe. We've talked about this already that hopefully it doesn't get worse or doesn't boil over. Um but if it does, I hope that we don't lose people. I hope that lives are protected. And I hope we get the change that we need. And, you know, SARS is officially, actually, physically, spiritually, financially ended. 
Because right now, now FaceTime audio that they use talk down one that they said that disbanding. So hopefully, you know, we get the change that we're looking for. Um, the world is hard. Be kind to yourself. You know, eat some good food. Bust a nut or two. Talk to the people you love. Stay out of trouble. You know, keep your head up. Anybody wants to tell you some bullshit. Tell them, like I've been saying for the last few weeks, you are the problem. You are the problem. Must be you. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you guys for being here. Till next time, guys. Thank you, guys. Stay out of trouble. And uh, we love you. And Laulu, okay. please, give me small hair. Just small. You have Lalu. enough hair for yeah, all the... Ho- so yeah, Laulu has enough hair for all the hosts on this show to have a full head of hair. <laughs> See how Sophie's rubbing her head. Sophie doesn't have any hair on her head. <laughs> Sandra doesn't have you any on her. I, I don't have any on my head. What do you mean? I have hair. What do you don't play me? I'll give you hair. Sandra, like we, we know you have. We know you have hair. We're talking about on your head. Inch. Oh. Inch. It's Sammy. Oh, wow. 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 Thank you. I just got his. Huh. Ah. I'm out. You're dirty. What do you mean? I didn't even say anything. What? Okay, what did I say now? Can you can you tell me what I said now? That's the problem. God knows what you said. Only you and God. You don't have evidence to repeat <laughs> it. You. you don't have evidence to repeat it. But anyways, yeah. good night, y'all. Bye. We hope you just enjoyed this What the Heck Band production of The Rant Show. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Live weekly updates can also be found on our Twitter and Instagram pages. Till next time, stay up.